Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks to the Smithsonian Channel Plus for supporting FilmSack. Smithsonian Channel Plus is a new service that features original series and documentaries about crime and mystery, history, science, and pop culture, and more, including the new series called The Lost Tapes. Visit getscplus.com slash filmsack and get 50% off your first three months of Smithsonian Channel Plus. James, stop this. Stop it. I know what you're doing. Really? What's that, dear? You are just trying to show off the size of your... your... Engine? Ego. We are having a pleasant drive in the country, and you've got to bring psychology into it. Yes. Well, I was just sent here to evaluate you. Let's try and put that behind us, shall we? No chit-chat? This is Filmsack. Sure. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode, I don't know, 456? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 456. I, I think that's right. 456 sounds right to me. Uh, welcome everybody. I'm Scott Johnson, and joining me today, Brian. He can pinch me to death with his meaty thighs anytime. Done away. Oh, meaty thighs, boy! She needs to lay off that thigh master. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Hi. Hold on just a second, guys. They just delivered my mid 1990s voice activated Russian virtual assistant that is programmed to only respond to English performed in bad Russian accents. <laughs> Wow, it's a lot bigger than I thought it would be. It's like the size of a microwave. In fact, I think it is a microwave. No wonder shipping was like 7,000 rubles. But hey, hot lunch. Okay. (laughs) There's a sticky note attached. To activate, just ask your stupid American question, Slughead. Oh, how rude. Flip note. Just kidding. We are totally not always listening. Please use the wake word, hey, Natalia, followed by your request. Oh, okay. I think I get it. Hey, Natalia. Set timer for six minutes. No, I, I said six minutes. Uh, six minutes. Okay, guys. This thing must be broken. It keeps setting the timer for three minutes, which is fine for a baked potato, uh, but not if you were trying not to burn the beans. Sean Beans. Shaken, but not dead. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. And now he's dead. All right, guys. 
for England. Oh, and uh, screw you. I said no odd job or something like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You made a, a burned beans joke for Sean Bean. <laughs> That's it's like, amazing. It's like a, a, a crazy word cloud. Yeah. It's like, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like you used to get well, on That's pretty blogs. much how yeah. I do it. I, I brainstorm I as, yes. as you do in writing. And uh, I brainstorm if we hit. And that's what I do. I just like write down every crazy word I can think of. Yeah, we're going to capture Listen, that. Listen, I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah, you're right, right, right. It just Saturday comes to me. The sausage. Yeah, it exactly. just comes to me in an epiphany. There, is that, is that better? That's better. Perfect. Yeah, I like epiphany. Uh, speaking of epiphanies, we also have with us today. Randy, hey, where'd you get that cool tank, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. Did you boys know that when you EMP a control room, all of the computers that are completely filled with gasoline ignite and explode? <laughs> no, I you didn't know that. You would know this mm. if you'd already read my self-proclaimed, critically acclaimed book, How to Be a Super Agent. It comes in three volumes. Number one. Half of everything is luck, and the other half, fate, which is kind of the same thing as luck, if you think about it. Yeah, partner, there's some real smart talking in this book. Number two, when people capture you, don't worry about getting roughed up. They're just going to hold you here in the perfect position to watch that helicopter take off and fly away. You should look dashing for a long time while they don't put you on the ground or anything. Number three, <laughs> interact with your environment. If you see some brown liquid spilled on the floor, you should touch it and then <laughs> taste it. Figure out your next move. Oh, it grossed out Scott the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. We'll talk about that. Oh, I, I think there was something else that grossed Scott out the most. But... Really? I yes. have a, I, I made a, gr there is a grouping of things that goes <laughs> and almost all of them involve Famke Jansen. We'll get yeah, to that I was gonna later. Say, the, yeah, the yeah. Thing I think grossed you out the most was still a Famke Jansen. Yeah, thing, but she it wasn't uh, licking floor coffee. She was all over the place. All right. Uh, finally, with us, Brian. I am for you, Ibit of old Ibit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mister Bond, we've got some great new gadgets for you here at Q Division. Yes, I'm doing the John Cleese, even though this was the Desmond Llewellyn. You know, it's a whole different world out there with new dangers and oh, do pay attention, 007. Let's start with this. Looks like an ordinary tag, your wristwatch, right? But if you get into trouble, all you have to do is twist the crown, and out comes a squirt of hand sanitizer with 70% alcohol. <laughs> Please be careful with that, 007. Now, come over here. Standard issue leather briefcase. But if you set the dials to 007, the handle squirts out hand sanitizer with 70% alcohol. <laughs> Now, step over here to your vehicle. Standard issue Aston Martin. You'll find a console right next to the driver's seat. Press the red button and two retractable machine guns pop out of the headlights. Press the yellow button and the hood ornament turns into a homing device. Uh, ejector seat. The trunk is full of toilet paper. The glove compartment is fully stocked with alcohol wipes. And instead of wiper fluid, it's full of Purell. Bring it back in one piece, 007. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. That whole dude. <laughs> Do pay attention. That whole thing is like do, totally him. I do pay attention, 007. 
I did have to so watch a bunch it of wasn't a Russian accent, but I, yeah. I, I, that was nice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You were expecting that. I did have to watch a bunch of uh, Desmond, uh, the late great Desmond Llewellyn uh, clips this morning to get the. I, I, actually, I actually knew you were going to do a Russian accent, which is why I didn't. Mm, My right. book was going to be called, going to be titled <laughs> "How to Be Super Agent." <laughs> and it, it, uh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I, don't worry. I, I, think, I, should... I think the Russian accent will still come up, but uh, right. that's <laughs> amazing. Be right away. That's amazing. Well, well done on all the accents, everybody, today. And the movie is Goldeneye. Nope, not the video game that it spawned, which arguably held up better than the movie did. <laughs> yes. We'll talk about that uh, at length. But it is Goldeneye, directed by Martin Campbell. He's a dude what would later in 2006 make the still really, really incredible Casino Royale uh, James Bond movie. Very different tone than this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It's almost like a different... I mean, you almost swear it's a different director, it, but... It's oh, it's yeah. like they they really needed a reset after the Pierce Brosnan films because it had gotten so formulaic that that all you had to do is be told the the key points of goldeneye and you probably could have written the whole movie yourself kind of right right. we were we were uh and and this is the first non-based ian fleming book right right Right. so first original material yeah and it was uh but it was also at the height this was mid 90s and i think how long had we had we as a is a uh, society been clamoring to have Pierce Brosnan come in as James Bond? I mean, we talked about I, mean, it. I like, remember that being a big thing for a while, right? Everybody yeah, was like, oh, he should totally do it. Oh, he's under contract to be Remington still for too long. We need to get him out of there and get him into the Bond thing. And apparently and he as was. As soon as he was, yeah. we just went yeah. full on. It's like, let's just totally lean into this thing. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and unfortunately, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. There are people, like I was talking to Dylan last night, my daughter's husband. He said, oh, he's my favorite James Bond. 100% the best one. Even right. and I said, mm. really, even more than the current guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Daniel Craig, but he's the guy. And I realized, no, this is that same pattern. If you grew up yeah. with a Bond, he's your Bond. That's your guy. Yeah. yeah. So we all have. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I agree because I grew up with Roger Moore being James Bond, and I still prefer Daniel Craig over all of them. As a matter of fact, I would actually, um, I would actually put Timothy Dalton pretty high on the list as well what? i know i know blasphemy but are you running a fever right now <laughs> i read <laughs> let me check nope still doing fine still good. Okay. but um i read a few of the books and it feels like timothy dalton really was the closest oh, okay. to the the really dark oh. non you know it was it was on, you, it wasn't about the drinking and the womanizing it was just this guy with this, a really this dark is what this is the difference, probably. Ibit sounds like he's an actual James Bond fan, as opposed I am an actual, to a I am an casual, yeah, right? Yeah, as opposed to a casual Bond fan like most of us who probably that, that, just that, go with who they're yeah, with. Yeah, and that's something we—I don't remember which movie it was, but the last time we watched a James Bond movie, right? We we started to get into this thing that happens apparently when you talk about these films, which is where you end up sacking all of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you just can't. It's for for whatever reason you have to compare them to themselves. You have to contrast them. You have to you know think about the history of them all. Like they right. they just don't exist in the vacuum. And like that that's nice. I like that. <laughs> but like I started out before even watching this movie, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a little trick here. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my like list of my my favorite James Bond films. You don't need to do all 24. Just my like I'm gonna just do like my top 15. And see where Goldeneye is in that before I watch it, and then I'm going to see if it if it moves around for me after watching it because I haven't seen it in a while. Although 
the apparently the last time I watched it was the age of Netflix at least because Netflix mm-hmm. was like starting me at the end. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, yeah. Well, they so, jumped into the credits. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I you know so I made my list and I had Goldeneye at about ten, and then you know I watched the movie and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna come back to to my list and see if I if I actually want to raise it or lower. It. And then I realized, why am I doing this? This is. <laughs> This doesn't like this doesn't. Uh, really how does this actually, improve life? Because yeah. because we like to make lists. Nerds like to make lists. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I boy, I don't even know where I'd put. Um, how would how do we even have trivia if if there weren't lists? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It? Oh, yeah, wait, come on, you, you what I'm saying. What I do right? like my evenings and my weekends. Right. <laughs> like, like we're talking about a film, and here I am before even watching it, like yeah. coming up with all these other movies to talk about. Like right. that's not sure. that's not exactly fair. No, but right. but this in this particular case, Goldeneye is significant for a couple of reasons. The broccoli people that own the rights or whatever the deal was there, <laughs> this was their last big thing, right? Was it or before or at least yeah. somebody died right after or the rights I mean, shifted. I know or... their last name is broccoli, but it just feels like you're describing an alien race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every every time I see it come dark up Dark Phoenix power killed or the, not the broccoli right. people. Yeah, the broccoli nothing, people. Nothing takes me out of the 007 movie faster than the credits, opening credits with that broccoli <laughs> name broccoli. popping up. Yeah. yeah. Every, everything is so cool and smooth and sleek. Yeah, sleek, sexy ladies doing things in shadow and silhouettes. Yeah. The word broccoli. Nope, it's broken hey, nope. for me. And then all of a sudden it's chopping broccoli. It's broccoli. <laughs> and I just like, while we're right at the very beginning of the movie, uh, the first thing that I noticed about this movie was the Eric Sarah music, which this is before oh. Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's horrible. Like, oh, Eric, it's like awful. I don't it's... understand how this made it to the to the final cut. I kind of, I kind of like it because it's definitely a snapshot in time, Mm. and I kind of like my Bond movies to be a snapshot. I get it, I get it, but I I think this sounds even weird to me for '95. There's something wrong with it. I can't really put my finger on it. Um, I have a, there's a, here's a, I'm gonna give you a tiny clip of of what I do like about it, and it's only because the game uses it a ton, and I put hundreds, if not a thousand, hours into GoldenEye '64. Right. Uh, or on the N64. So let me just see if I have it here. It is right here. Oh, this is like way down the list. Sorry, I didn't. I thought I'd have it more handy. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was not easy to find. So <laughs> I guess I don't have it. I'll get I, to it. Well, I like it. the thing. Oh, here I it is. Like... I found it. I found it. Here Good, we go. Do it. All right, I'm going to play it. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sound, that bong. Yeah, yeah, that bong. Is... Yeah. Yeah. Classic Eric Sarah. Yeah. That is that is what Eric Sarah puts in a movie. Yeah. Well, and I just it, it was so I, I just took me away completely. Mm. Like this movie already has like bottom three title songs of all the franchise. Yeah, I don't remember this title song at all. Mm. Oh no, it's a, absolutely horrible. Yeah. It was it, it was is written so by unmemorable. Mm-hmm. It was written by U two and performed by Tina Turner. And uh, the first thing I wrote down while listening to it last night was. They could have just gotten any other famous singer to literally perform any song, and right. it would have been better than this. It, like, it's I like they didn't how even, they did that. They didn't even mm. tell them what Golden Eye was either. It's like we're not going to tell you what Golden Eye is, so just make up a song about Golden Eye, yeah. right? <laughs> just because it has just nothing to do the with Golden Eye. Yeah. A bunch right. of times, and we'll call it a song. Yeah, it's not great. I didn't hate it as much as uh, uh, there are other Bond songs I like less, but this this just that was a bummer. But the soundtrack itself, the actual moment to moment stuff, 
is discordant and weird. And when they were trying mm-hmm. to be fun and light, like when they're having their little yeah. race car time with the, That's with my the Ferrari. favorite part. I it hate is, the music there. That I is, hate it. That is so mid nineties. I mean, movies, it was, it was this, it was this scratching and weird James Bond <laughs> remix thing going on. Very subdued, low key. Yeah, is, uh, you're right. You're right. But like I don't it. feel like it fits a Bond movie. That's my big hang up. No, here. it does not. It yeah, fits. No. It fits the night, you know, early 90s. Yes. 100 percent. Totally. Like if this is a buddy cop movie, perfect soundtrack. Go for it. That is this is not. I the want place. I want a whole like, you know how they have like lo-fi chill music. I want like that mm. in like a. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I want like six hours of just that weird discordant. Uh, no, you think just, you do. You think you do. It, but it does. It just takes you right out of the film. Yeah. And and as much as I like a good car chase, uh part of that thing made me feel like, oh my God, he is going to hit all of those bicyclists Bikes, because he's yeah. because he's trying to impress two women at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Was Lance Armstrong in that crowd? I, I kept looking. <laughs> I just knew he would be. Mm-hmm. It just uh, felt like he needed to be there. Love that the, love that stuff though. Like that. shooting up. Like I, yeah. I do not want to spend this whole episode tearing down this movie because, like I say, it is it is definitely like top ten best James Bond films. Oh, it has it has <laughs> a lot of awesome <laughs> It has a lot of awesome elements, and one of them is right up front in that drive in the uh, along the the French coast. That is right. just incredible, and they and they've done it. They've done that exact thing in several James Bond movies, and probably never done better. Like it's just well, Mark, I, I just, Mark I Campbell loves that. It. He loves that that you shot. Scenery, get a postcard. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But he he well, loves that. He loves that shot. Argue that the one of the top things that ever happened in any James Bond movie is is Bond driving down the street in a tank like he's doing. That's just <laughs> one of the best. Things is, put to film it, it ever. Until you think about it, like it's ridiculous. Up to the, he keeps catching up it's to ridiculous. the other car. <laughs> so like a, he's like so Frankenstein. Like, it's like, how'd you catch right. up with me? Or a zombie? Or zombies? Slow walking zombies. Right. You, you know the film is going to have great cinematography at the from the opening shot, which is uh, of a plane flying toward a dam, mm-hmm. and that that dam mm-hmm. is in Switzerland. And the right. the uh, you know they they in the movie it's in Russia but uh, anyway they like the way they got this shot uh, from a helicopter that very slowly rises from the river all the way up to over the dam mm-hmm. and they're trailing this little plane is just it makes the dam look like it's two miles high mm-hmm. and of course right. uh, they pay that off near the end of the opening sequence right where they have basically James Bond jumps off of the thing and. Uh, Instead of the usual thing, you know, like where where someone basically is is a a lone operative, everything about that opening sequence is mm-hmm. turned on its head. James Bond has a partner, uh, all it's all the stuff, mm-hmm. and it ends with the with him in the plane flying right back <laughs> over the dam, and it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. the cinematography of this movie is really good like as, yeah. as good as you can well pieced together too like you said i and the, I, the action really scene the that. tank stuff with the cars and explosions that was all really strong like this is martin campbell's jam and he's really good at it when he does it and all of that is true i just think the the interactions between bond and other characters is just not holding up here it's and it, right. i don't know what it is to me it's maybe a little too much throwback to 
uh, old Bond, old Bond, and and, yeah. and a, yeah. a lot of people love old Bond for sure. But I feel like Daniel Craig just kind of ruined me. I feel like that's so. Yeah, you totally. I think, so yeah. Yeah. Totally I think it was a little bit of. I think it was a little bit of trying to please everybody. We had uh, Judy Dench coming in as M, and we were getting a little bit more progressive. We were She's we were awesome. finally starting to see women who weren't just damsels in distress. Just they were the also IKB, capable. Yeah. Yeah. Girls, right. right. It was still there. So you know, but also by the way, maybe the worst. Uh, Bond girl villain on a top. That's oh, like, I disagree. I actually think she's but one of the best. I, things I about love the movie. her character. I didn't like her name. There's been a lot more <laughs> clever names than this it's one. Actually, I well, like, like Holly Goodhead and uh... yes, so spot on. That's nailed it. I yeah. mean, it's yeah, it, it, it's them trying to shoehorn a, a sex joke into a Russian name for a change on a top. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the if you're gonna make jokes, they have to be in a good movie, right? So like. <laughs> Like the uh, the one of the best top three James Bond films of all time, Gold Goldfinger has Pussy Galore, and mm-hmm. it's a really good movie. It really it's a I think it's the third one. It really actually gets into a groove and and takes you through all of James Bond. Right, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's also got Odd Job, which you know like like so, so like you're like oh that's those are those are just jokes, mm-hmm. but it's in a good movie. Yeah. If you yeah. put your jokes in a, in the wrong place in one of the bad movies, it makes the movie even worse. Mm. Yeah, I right. think that's. I'll tell you who true. was not the worst. Mm. Who is my favorite and was definitely I wanted him to be my intro, and that's Gottfried John is. Uh, or Orumov, how is he, how you say it? The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bad guy, yeah. the bad guy, the, the colonel, the colonel, the, 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 the non, Russian colonel, being a bad guy, yes. right? The the Russian colonel. Oh my gosh, he was so fantastic because you felt like he was playing this, you know, two faced double double life thing. But I love when he would watch James Bond do something fantastic, and instead of like right. foolishly rushing in, he would go, "Hold on." Yeah, let's, let's watch this. this. Let's, see this let's, let's see where this goes. I want to see right, where okay, this goes. Let's, let's talk about that specific thing with him, um, <laughs> which is a funny scene. Him like squeaking across yep. the room behind the, uh, the gas. gas containers. <laughs> they didn't have to shoot him, but they could have just walked up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. what I thought. I mean, nothing stopping them from like walking up. And, and, yeah, yeah. There's way more of him. Just rush him. Yeah, that was <laughs> Russians. That was weird. They didn't have to shoot the things. Just there's 50 of no. you. Go get, right. get in there. Just go surround him, and uh, <laughs> or you know, one of you could just go up and put your foot under the front wheel of that thing, so we can't right. move any further. Yeah. And, of course, oh, this, look this, at that. Yeah. Of course, this is the same people who stacked uh, gas barrels to a, a ridiculous degree because when Bond shot that thing and like. I've never seen so many barrels ever escape any containment error ever. Right? Why would you? Insane. Why would you stack them that way? I why, don't know. Why Under pressure? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. It's so weird. It is very weird. That's... It's like there was a. It was like it was a spring-loaded room of them. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like they well, stacked them to be ser- to service the story. It's almost like I, yeah, of course. And I wrote this down too because I couldn't quite figure out the physics of that of that building. So he drops down to the bottom of a dam mm-hmm. right goes into the room you know they they plant all the bombs they do all the stuff and then they um go out yeah. the side yeah. and they're at the top of a mountain with a runway yeah that's, yeah, yeah i didn't that's understand the that same either. level as a dam yeah yeah that's that was weird 
way above the dam. Yeah. Like the right. runway, the runway runs right off the dam. It's so weird. <laughs> right. But how I didn't see him get in an elevator or climbing right. stairs or. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, he yeah. repels a mile down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then somehow ends up back on. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. One on door Russian in that room soil. leads to the bottom of the dam. The other door in that room on the opposite <laughs> side. The but conveyor belt leads to a uh, <laughs> runway to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. James Bond films are filled with, uh, you know, like physical impossibilities. Sure, uh, that's fine. You're, you you check your brain at the door. Although yes. I would point out the 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 uh, Daniel Craig films have tried really really hard to cut back on all of that mm-hmm. to like to mm-hmm. like have less physical magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the magic of him surviving, getting the crap beaten out of him over and over and over is is yeah. the, all the magic we need. But um. I really love the bungee, uh, yes, the bungee rappelling because that because that's a real <laughs> freak. Check your brain at the hey, sure. human being did that in front of cameras, and it was oh, shut except for the, the part that, where he shot the little gun that went shoo and it went yeah, <laughs> and they down. didn't no. show you. They didn't show. We, he put himself in this ridiculous predicament. They didn't show you how he actually detached from the whole thing. Right. I was like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? How are you gonna negotiate that weirdo? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to. Uh, were you come... all wondering, like, waiting for uh, the bungee to like, basically you jump up, off right? a dam, and you think as soon as that thing catches, he's gonna slap into the side of that like a uh... right, right. <laughs> Yeah, like I wanna, a bungee cord on a towel hook or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Going back to to Gottfried John, right? Because uh, he's uh, actually a, a German actor, and mm-hmm. there's like a there's like a range of actors playing Russians in this movie, and the range goes from west to east. So like Gottfried John and uh, Isabella uh, Skorupko, who plays Natalia, she's Swedish. They right? do a really good job. Yeah, she's of good playing now, Russians. Yeah. And then as you go east toward a bunch of Brits and like uh, Alan Cumming is Scottish. He's horrible. What is Alan Cumming? He's like, what is he doing? What yeah. are you doing in this movie? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I meant to say as you go west, as you go west toward that, uh, Famke Johnson is uh, Dutch. Yeah. And I don't think she does a good job at all. I, I it's like she's barely trying to be Russian. Uh, you know, and this kind of thing. And it's, I love it because it comes back at Robbie Coltrane is, I'm sorry. I love Hagrid. Hated him in this movie. Absolutely hated him. <laughs> yeah. Little but, Harry, uh, Harry Potter connection there. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. keep going West and then you have Joe Don Baker and he's not trying at all to play a Russian. He's trying to play a good old boy American and he's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah they couldn't great. have picked a better uh that was this that was written for him, man. We love that, that guy. That guy's great. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. More of him, please, and Phil. I actually we've seen I guess we've seen probably quite a few films like that. Oh yeah. Movie, uh, he was uh he was in Congo. We mm-hmm. we did that one here. Yeah, we did. Lava but, uh, tubes. We did, Remember lava tubes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my dad and Joe Don Baker were born uh, uh, about two weeks apart in hmm. the same county in Texas. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So like You're I practically I brothers. Kind of have this <laughs> right. Yeah. I always I always kind of have this uh, this thought like you know like, like I they could have gone to school together or something. Yeah, right? like, yeah. <laughs> and and he kind of has like his natural speaking voice when he, like he doesn't. He, I don't think he's working anymore. But like, if you if you go look at a YouTube interview of him, like from died, fifteen years he? ago, he he kind of reminds me of my dad. I think John yeah. Baker passed Makes away. Sense. Didn't he pass away? Let me just check real quick. I think no. Nope, I think he's, he's living, here. but right. he he retired like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He uh, so he has an interesting job. So he's been this character twice in two of the Pierce Brosnan movies, and then uh, a lot of people forget he was actually part of 
the core villain group in um die or uh, live and let die uh yeah. from way before that so he's right. you know had his he's had his time in the in the bond universe for sure mm-hmm. love that guy though he's played both sides yeah he's been in the bond universe that's right he's just great though every time he's on screen i'm like oh yeah jordan baker you're gonna make me laugh uh, here probably he, he is present probably He's present for a couple of the best scenes in the movie, but he's also present for what is absolutely the worst thing in the entire movie, in my opinion, which is uh, the very end, uh, oh, James yeah. Bond and his and his prize, Natalia, because apparently yeah. a woman is your prize. Um, they they have escaped uh, uh, in Puerto Rico, or I guess they're supposed to be in Cuba, but it was, yeah. I, I mean, Arecibo, everybody knows what Arecibo looks like. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah. Anyway, they've escaped. They're good, only they're now kind of like lost in Cuba, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Don Baker shows up. Surprise, I'm actually here. And you're like, how did he, how would you sneak up on James Bond? But then he's like, oh, and I have a battalion of Marines. <laughs> Surprise. And you're like, right. how did they sneak up on James Bond? Right. And then helicopters come down. Yeah. Right. And you're going, okay, think, no. Surprise helicopters I, is too far. Yeah. No. I, I think I think Joe helicopter. Don Baker's Jack Wade character was kind of like uh, like uh, Godfrey John, John's character on the other side. It's like, let's just. Let's just hold up, guys. Let's just see what Bond can do. Mm-hmm. No sense in going in until Bond right, gets done exactly. with this thing. Let's just wait. Let's, let's conserve ammo and uh, yeah. see well, how let's this just plays see how this I mean, plays they were out, about to let him lay there and have sex with this lady and not know that there are 50 Marines all around them within two inches. And right? three helicopters. Yeah, right. They didn't notice three helicopters. <laughs> well, all right. So <laughs> I wrote, I put in my notes. I said, I hate movies where it seems like suddenly a plane or helicopter shows up. That never happens in real life. And it's true. Right. And the plane did it too. There was a plane at one point where they were just like, "Oh!" And then now there's a plane. It's like, no, you hear, you heard it coming. I guarantee it. These aren't silent right. planes. These yeah, aren't stealth planes. That's what I was about to say. And I guess they could play with that. They could say, "Oh yeah, we used our silent planes," but that would kind of break the moment. No, right? but it was oh, like yeah, a prop yeah, plane. It was like a freaking crop duster. There's like no way right. they didn't hear that thing coming. And they all act like, "Oh my gosh!" The whole time there was a plane here. Or when like uh, 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 freaking Alan Cummings outside smoking. And he's like, oh, right. there's, a, there's a huge hovercraft thing coming oh, I right love at me. How they, I love how they shot that because they, they kept shooting him and then showing the helicopter landing on the camera. So, I mean, you couldn't help but to feel like they were actually landing on him because that on wheel him. was kind of right down. <laughs> right down. Well, uh, there we mentioned a Harry Potter connection there, and, and we talked about Alan Cumming. There's also, uh, so we got double X-Men connection. You got Famke right. Jansen is, uh, is uh, normally, what's her name, Jean Phoenix Gray. and Jean Grey, and then you got Alan Cumming yeah. as Banff Boy. What's his name? Uh, Night, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler for yeah. two movies, or well, certainly one movie, but I can't remember. Did he go to the last one, two I think two. He did two, and I think that's it. The I one. think that might have been it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's time for a new one. Let's go. He with was a new one. he was great. Well, we've had we've had a new Nightcrawler. Yeah, we there's had, there's um, a new guy. Uh, the young. I mean, it's a new. It's, new, it's time for a new. It's the time for Nightcrawler movies. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Hey, uh, you know, in in uh, just under a month, we're gonna get a brand new uh, new mutant. Oh no! no. It, also, it also got pushed. No. Out. Is that true? Oh, it did it got pushed? Yeah, new uh, mutants again. got pushed out yet again. <laughs> again, man, they should have done. It should have got it right the first time. We would have been out already. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, anyway, uh, uh, Alan, I'm Alan putting Nightcrawler back on the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. Alan Cumming has a has a great uh, little trope in this movie. I mean, he has several, but there's like one that's really good. Well, let's play it. Uh, what do you got? Uh, Alan Cumming gets to say, "Yes, I am invincible." Right before so he, he gets destroyed, mm. it's a, it's like a, it's like a, a 
the the trope is called a brick joke, mm. right? Mm. So that's when you that's when you do something and then pay it off way later. What I right, and what? they and they played it off. It, yeah, it came a lots of times, right? I I mean, yeah, yeah. The the I'm invincible thing, or, yeah. or lots like of twice like or two that, or three like times. Then you know, it's all payoff. I was yeah. expecting the the bomb to be thwarted by him drawing so, a, another was, nudie picture of uh, Natalia. Yeah. Right. While we're not? talking about the pin, so I'm I'm confused. I was I was trying to figure out when with when, when the story was written, if. James Bond was supposed to be really good at card counting and keeping track of number of times <laughs> pins clicked. Right. Because I couldn't keep up with it, mm. but James Bond seemed to do that. It was it was yeah. so important that we see exactly how big an explosion the pen makes mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Right. in the in the in the uh cue sequence, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we like we see oh okay, you, you can that thing can go off and you're more than 10 feet away, you're fine. Uh, but then the, in the in the actual when it actually came to it and everybody's clicking the thing over and over and over that was ridiculous mm-hmm. that was absolutely ridiculous they were all very close you know there yeah, was like it's like all the, it's all about you know how it is on your computer you got to go in there and set your frequency of clicks before a double click is registered and you can change it to be right, real long right. or real slow so if you got like an old person who's going click <laughs> click it can do it <laughs> so every time you do like click 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 I'm thinking oh okay well that's not really three that's two and now it's reset and now it's one again. But it was I like dumb. how we're gonna pretend like, uh, like oh. Scott just didn't uh, insult old people. Old people. Wait, wait. So, it's, so you're saying it's like uh, it it as a, doesn't operate like Candyman. It operates like um, like double clicking uh, your your mouse. Yes. Right. Yes. So if you do two clicks and then you wait a long time, you have to start over. Yes, you have to start. It's That's, not. It's not a sequence of three clicks. Juice, like the third time after a five minute wait won't make michael exactly King. think yeah. of it, it as your mouse if you just go away there's if, no cooldown. if yeah. you hover over a, an icon on your desktop and you single click it and then wait a, two seconds and then single click it again it doesn't run because you double clicked it it thinks right, you've just right. single clicked it again so i don't whatever. think the pen works like that you don't well, think so also, also uh, <laughs> filmmakers don't work like that right like they're they you do not or at least in 1994 95 you yeah. do not sit down and think, okay, when this film is torn apart piece by piece in twenty years, how, what do we need to make sure that we don't leave? In, like, no, you just, you just like, oh, it's an exploding pen. How does it work? It, it works like a pen, you know, right? Like, how, what, what do people do with a pen? They click them. Okay, uh, well, okay, good. Three clicks on, three clicks off. Good. You don't, you don't think very far, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a shame because every one of us watching this movie now, in that scene where Boris has the pen, are one, two. All like riveted to how many clicks <laughs> you yeah. know yeah well i mean that the, if it was candy man it would make sense because it doesn't i don't think they're well actually now now that now that's a problem with candy man because if i right. say candy man twice now reset? yeah if yeah. i say candy man twice now but three times 20 years from now i say it three more times mm-hmm. does he come then or did that pause make a reset like i don't know right and if and if also like could you say like hey can i have some candy Man, and with that, <laughs> that Man, pause in between, outside. right? Well, the context just changed, right? You want some candy right, versus right. do I want this guy with a hook and a bunch of bees in his mouth? Uh, it, it's I don't know. It's it's like clicking your mouse with another part of your body. You're still clicking the mouse. You're just doing it. <laughs> yeah, you are, but you're doing it. I I, I guess what I'm way? saying is it didn't bother me. What I'm saying is it didn't bother me that much because in in a practical sense, if you were to make a device like that, you would right. make something. That wasn't about just do it three times ever. It would be no. You'd have to do it three times in a row and write in 
rapid fashion, and if you don't, it right. resets. You, I that's think how you be more of an analog. I think it's be an analog device. I think it's an analog device. Yeah, I agree. No, I mean that's how I do it too because. You don't want the situation like, oh, shoot, how many times did I click it? You know what? I'll just wait a minute, let it reset, and then I'll do my three clicks as yeah. opposed to, yeah. did I click it once or twice just now? Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> throw it. Throw you, it. You need a good way to reset no matter what, and that may as well be it because otherwise you got to right. come up with some other right. method of like, oh, you need to turn it twice to like you would like a like a safe, you know, like a right exactly or whatever but anyway it's a dumb i think the pin should have been one of those uh pins you turn upside down the lady gets naked because that would fit right <laughs> in with the bond oh i'm into thing. that sure totally. why not I and mean, once she gets naked then it would blow up you're right that would have been better you're right about the the sort of uh progressive stance this movie takes though because it does a couple of things with the bond girls that they'd never really done before it empowered both of them because there's always the two right there's one that's kind of turns out to be I evil feel like and then this there's... movie has four bond girls so i just wanted to say that all right fair enough but let's say like the two main ones uh famke jansen's uh one is just you know she's super dominant i mean she's literally a dominatrix like she's just... <laughs> right, right so there's all this empowerment on her and and then the other girl is uh falls for james like they all do but she's really really smart and they're not yeah. used to they didn't, James Bond movies aren't used to doing that. Plus, you got M, uh, you know, with Judy Dench in there. And by the way, she's the best thing in the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. And I don't mean like her scenes are extraordinary, anything like that. It's just she elevates everything. I just love she her. Does. Man, she's yeah. great. And I just yeah, if you love, need some, if you need some class, throw her in there. It's right. Like, there we go. And I like that she she's the up. one that she's the one that reminded me the most of the newer stuff. Not because yes, she was in the newer stuff, but. Because she's the one that likes it, it, when she's having those conversations with him, she's like holding his feet to the fire, calling him what he is, calling him on his bull crap. Um, and that's when you that and you kind of even see it in Brosnan's face. He's kind of like, Ugh, I, I am kind of a piece of shit. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, yeah. I like that. But he, uh, he however, counterpoint. Yeah. He's yeah, counterpoint. Okay. He's not actually significantly different than his predecessor, James Bonds. Like there's no oh, there's never there's not. there's nothing about how he treats what like there are two consecutive scenes where he beats the shit out of Famke Jansen. Like mm. beats her up hard. I'm surprised they I, I actually thought, because I had kind of forgotten this, I actually thought they were having him kill her. Mm. Right? Like with his bare hands. Oh, in the in and, the spot or whatever they're at. Yeah. yeah like it's the way it's portrayed, oh my gosh. It's uh, like it's kind can of I, brutal. Can brutal. I say that Pierce but Bronson they, may be the best I'm getting choked out actor i've ever seen in my life i mean <laughs> yeah, i literally yeah. believe auction is being deprived from this man's face did you say doing it pierce uh bronson Bro- bros no yeah did i say pierce? I'm you, you said bronson pierce brosnan yeah, fine pierce brosnan <laughs> how's that brosnan well and, and going back to famke jansen i think randy's going to tell us how to pronounce famke jansen here in a second but Thank um you. uh the the way that they can get away with that thing where they don't like to have movies where a, a, a man beats up a woman you know it's just it's just right. bad to show in a film and the way they can kind of get away with it in this is because she kind of likes it she kind of likes right. being yeah roughed yeah. up whereas mm-hmm. you couldn't do that with um you know, oh she likes it look at that. it's okay it. yeah she because really she liked it. it but when he notice really notice it. the scene later when he knocks her out in the car they they cut to a tight shot of him yes and not right. her yeah. getting hit so I, I feel like they were even holding back there but um, but it's I just like, yeah. in the shots before that where they're fighting each other, there's a couple of moments where I was just like student film narrator. This kills the woman like it was <laughs> it was really brutal. <laughs> 
Yeah, it yeah. was that. I kind of my my memory was a little loose too, and I couldn't remember how that all ended up. But I thought she was. I thought we were going to be done with her there and then. Um, I did not recognize her, by the way, when she first showed up. Oh, really? I was like, I was like, who's this lady? And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, Brian, she's great. Brian, did you recognize Minnie Driver right out of I the gate? For, yes, immediately. And Absolutely. then I started questioning myself. I'm like, is that really Minnie Driver? Is that? Yeah. She's uh mm-hmm. but she wasn't she was there for a hot second. Was that her actually singing though, or is she just no, uh, no somebody it, else singing? Oh my gosh, you kidding. Minnie Driver's actually a really good singer. I've got a couple of her albums because she does a great cover of Bruce Springsteen's Hungry Heart. Mm. And right. uh, she's got a great voice. So this was somebody else, uh Michelle Eldridge. This release, this release was only two years away from the great, one of the greatest films ever made, in my opinion, which was Gross Point Blank. I loved her in that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I love so that movie good. so much. Just talking about it makes me want to watch it. Over Are we just going to pretend over. like Sean Bean wasn't in this movie and then? Oh shit! Yeah, let's not do that. Talk about Sean Bean. Yeah, let's not do that because he's great. I uh, we he should is. talk he's about him. So young. Well, he's super young here. Um, so, super young here. He was uh, okay. So. Oh, where's that trivia about that? He had actually tried out for the James Bond role a couple of times. There was some interesting I stuff about that. I would love a Sean Bean James Bond. Yeah. It, actually, he would have been... If they let him be a little more Sean Bean, a little less, hey, hello, James, for England and all that, pish posh. If they, if they stopped doing that so much and just let him talk normal, he would be a great right. James Bond. He'd be conflicted. And Daniel Craigish, like, kind of a... Uh-huh. At least in his prime, you know, that would have been a decent... A decent pick. So. I could. I would even go see a straight up 006 movie. Which oh yeah, oh, that sure. done that. Sure. I would have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> but but boy, it totally it totally made me think back to the um, one of the end levels in GoldenEye Nintendo sixty four, where you're you're fighting him in the um, the the statue graveyard, basically where all right. those those statues are, and there's there's parts where you can go up to him, and it's really just. Sean Bean's face kind of on a weird smooth <laughs> cylinder wrap around a uh a zero polygon head. Yeah. And he's yeah. looking blankly off into space, but <laughs> waving yeah. his arms like <laughs> it's weird, right? It's super weird. It really is weird. That yeah, was you a, look back at that game. Still, time. still such that a game, game looks like garbage these days, by the way. If you go look yeah, at it, it's yeah. really, really bad. It, they um, need some new texture mapping on that thing. It'll be fine. Let me tell you yeah, what yeah, they do. Just up res it. I'll tell you what Could I would pay for. Could they come out with a GoldenEye 64 2020 and I'd buy it. I would sure. too. Absolutely. And if they, here's what they need to do. They would need to, I mean, obviously they got to do a lot to it, but they they need to do a, a proper remake and a good one. And in the vein of like the way these Resident Evil remakes have happened and, and this Final Fantasy VII remakes coming along and things like that, do like a really great top to bottom remake of that game. But mm-hmm. keep the tone, keep the settings, keep the story, all that. That's a hell of a thing. I would actually I uh, did a quick search. Uh Goldeneye 25, so named because it's due out in time for the 25th anniversary of our <laughs> seminal first person shooter in August 2022. That's this year. Yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Who's 2022? Making this? Who's oh, okay. Oh, oh, a, 20 years for the 25 years for the game, not the movie. A I guess. Fan creation I by Ben Colclough. Oh, it's fan created. Um, but using the Unreal game engine, he's remastering GoldenEye's single-player campaign. Um, there is a video of it, which I'll put in the Discord. Somebody did this once with the Source engine, and it wasn't it wasn't great. It's a similar thing. It was like a fan remake. Oh, look at that! Hmm. Oh my God, it does. Oh. <laughs> it looks it looks smooth, but it, it um... does. But it's still got the problem. The, yes. the, the the uh the shapes are just blobs. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, new texture mapping, but just 
shapes are not there. Let me see here. I imagine I can play this on the Switch, or I can play GoldenEye on the Switch, right? It's probably one of those no, games that's part of the... Definitely no? not in there, no. No, sir. Um, not N64 the, games. The reason for... It's not know. It's not so much that it's just N64 games, although that's part of it. It's also that the licensing for this sort of thing is that's is true. weird. It's super that weird. It's not just Nintendo's Yeah, core, it's not just Nintendo's right. choice to do it, but... Um, they would have to go ask a broccoli. I mean, if this is the full game, I might play this. I'm watching video right now. It's the full. It's the full campaign. Yeah. Huh. Well, well, that's the plan anyway. Yeah. Um, but I used to love that game. Oh, thousands of hours, probably. I mean, hundreds at least. Yeah, I can't find another um, another source that talks about when it's coming out. Um, hmm. Let's see. EA picked up the film series gaming rights, which Activision consequently grabbed in a deal meant to expire in 2014. Um, they just let it lapse. Yeah, I don't think James Bond games like the ones that they made some Daniel Craig games. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. the name of them. They weren't based on the films. Well, they he's were like pretty easy to films. render, right? Yeah, he's it's, easier it's to Daniel render. Daniel Craig, yeah. right? But he's already a blob anyway. <laughs> he's already he's already low texture map. <laughs> yeah, they did those games, but those were like you know proper full blown first person shooters. They had multiplayer, but they didn't sell very well. They, in fact, they may yeah. have been third person. I don't remember what this thing was, but they didn't do super well. So I'm not surprised we haven't seen more of these. It's just right. not. So, I think nobody thinks that the property is that big a deal for games, but maybe. So, I I want to I want to hold on uh, uh, Sean Bean for a moment here. Mm. Okay. Um, his uh, his name is Alec, but I'm gonna just call him 006 because that's the best. Right. Name. That's sure. Good bird. Good deal. He, he is a he is a very problematic trope in this movie, and I know mm-hmm. again it's a James Bond movie. It's gonna have tropes, but this is a trope called the big bad friend, right? Yeah. Where this is this is not just uh someone that somehow magically has been uh double crossing uh uh you know the the Great Britain for uh, long enough to become. Uh, a supervillain but it like he's also allegedly james bond's friend james bond knows 006 and at the very beginning of the movie they go to great lengths to make it look like james bond witnessed him being killed right mm-hmm. right and, and at the, okay so that's all fine why are they shooting at james bond then if they need james bond to get away having witnessed him being killed then they right. shouldn't be taking a lot of chances that they might accidentally kill james bond mm. but they go to all these great lengths if they want to kill james bond then 006 just does that right he doesn't need to to go to all of this trouble right they need the, they need the word to go back and that's the reason why i'm assuming that our character that godfrey john was playing uh he he let him go that first time and i was like oh, okay i got a strong sense that sean bean is not dead he betrayed them and they're letting him go so we can report back. But later on, he kept letting him go. He kept just to seem like he was yeah. just like constantly going, I'm gonna let him live. And I'm like, stop it. And that's the thing. Like the the big bad friend trope, it it always uh doubles over on itself. And then you you see through it and you're like, Oh, this is so contrived that I right. that I can't it's not entertaining, you know? Right. Right. I uh yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. Uh hey, hey, some trivia. Listen to these. These are great. Listen to these. Stop and listen. Yeah, these are good. <laughs> Stop collaborating. Listen. Uh, another another person who would audition for the role of James Bond was Ray Fiennes. He was auditioning the same time as they were trying to figure out if they were going to do uh, Pierce Brosnan or not. He ended up not getting it, but he did replace G, uh, Dame Judi Dench as M in Skyfall in 2012. So that's cool. Finally got to be in his James Bond movie, just not as the main guy. Uh, Mini Driver earned five grand for that role. So there's that. She deserved. Wow. 
You deserved more. Yeah. He was on screen for the five seconds. Yeah. The fact that she gets uh, any sort of recording contract after that scene, right. even though we know it's not her voice, is impressive. It is impressive, right? Because that would have all come yeah. after that, I think. Right? Yeah, the music totally stuff. Did. Yeah. When did she do? She was about to take off. Things were about to get better for her. She did the. Mm-hmm. Disney- yeah, Goodwill Hunting was. Um, it's right around 98, right around 97, 98, something like that. Something like that. And then you had. Um, um, 97, yeah. And that was, and I think ninety seven the same year as Gross Point Blank. Then she did the Disney Tarzan thing a year or two later, and oh, I she's about she's that. great. Yeah, I'm a big Mini Driver fan. I think she's awesome. You are. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Do you Mini. watch that that uh, TV series she's in? I watched part. I watched a bunch of it. The one that got canceled about a boy. Is that the one? Was yeah, no, yeah, that was it. it. About a boy. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was. Um, uh, they were they were basically doing kind of the um, oh, what's the what's the old uh. Ron Howard movie, a Parenthood. It's like they they were oh, doing yeah. that kind of yeah. idea where they take a movie that was kind of a little more. In this case, it was a little more serious. That about a boy movie was kind of serious, mm-hmm. and then this mm-hmm. TV show was a little lighter and more fun, and kind of the opposite of Parenthood, I guess. But right. Anyway, um, done it again with um, High Fidelity. Speaking of John Cusack, and oh yeah, I just tried to watch that. I didn't like it very much. <gasps> yeah, and we should definitely sack it. No, well, it's, it's a, a TV, TV show. show it's a yeah. series. Oh. Yeah. It's we not, sack it anyway. It's, it's, we it's can okay. sack the original. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, the yeah. further I got, the, the it gets better, I would say, but it's still just not, I don't know. Didn't pull you in. I got in because uh, Zoe Kravitz was in uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and I just thought, hey, I haven't seen her in a while. Let's go check it out. And I like I like her, but um, I don't know. If there's yeah. something, there's something, um, everyone's just kind of a dick. In, right, in a way right. that it's not, not, it doesn't, it's not affable. Like you, you go watch the movie and mm. you love everybody. Like they're just great characters and you just kind of want to be around them. Kind of don't want to be around any of the people in the oh, TV wow. show. Okay. I don't know why, but anyway, take that for what you will listening audience. If you want to watch it, go ahead. It's on Amazon prime. But anyway, uh, another big moment for this thing or big deal was that it was the first James Bond movie ever to be released on DVD. <laughs> really? Yeah. That seems odd. Yeah. No, that sounds about right. This Think movie of it. moved fast, though, because principal photography didn't start until early 95, and it was out by that. Oh, really? Back. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they didn't play around. They're like, let's make this thing. Yeah, these are a lot of miniatures, a lot of giant. Oh, uh, I hate that. Oh, okay, yeah. can we talk about this? Okay. We were in a weird yeah. place, I believe. Yeah, and, I think we're uh, going to argue. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, so you either like miniatures, I think, or you don't, and I am not... A fan of miniatures. I love them when they're done. Movies I like miniatures. after ninety five or oh, ninety five. Okay. I like miniatures if they don't make it look like miniatures. Miniatures. When right. that first uh, antenna blows up, the one that has uh, Irina and and Alan yeah. coming and everybody in it, or at least she thinks anyway. Um, like snow flies up and it's like big chunks yeah. of snow that you can tell are okay. That is obviously a miniature when the right. when the plane slides into it or you know comes right. down and lands in it. Lighting okay. and and speed of film is two of the most important parts of creating a believable uh, miniature, and I don't think they did either of those well in these mm-hmm. miniatures. Usually, when it fails, is when they've gone and too details. small on the scale. If you make a miniature, yes. and we say miniature, you know, I'm talking to like you know the size of a car you can get away with a lot more than you can if it's something on a table. Because on a table, uh, not only do you have all the issues that come with just filming it, but if you have water involved, 
<clears throat> or yeah. any of that. The water looks really dumb unless you scale it Especially properly. Especially if you put it in mm-hmm. reverse. Yeah. Oh my right. God. Well, yes. They, ha- they okay. have yeah, we'll to. talk about that too. Yeah. You, you have to because it's a slow-mo of water draining. And water draining in slow-mo is nothing. You don't actually, it just looks like nothing. So instead, they turned the hose around and right. shot it up through the bottom and then played that in reverse. And it looked fine, Brian. No. Wait, are you no, saying that the real blending. antenna in Arecibo doesn't uh, sink into the into the lake? Yep. Oh, I thought that was real. Yeah. Oh, really real, real. Not real? Dang. I mean, how can you have something that is amazing, convincingly as the tank scenes even mm. even when i know there's no way a tank could be from this point to this point i could still believe a lot of things that were going on with that tank no miniatures involved as far as i could my first glance uh but it was so convincing and so well done i never once thought this isn't you know located here doing that it's not real but the miniatures man woo, yeesh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were, me out. They weren't great in this. I do think the stuff toward the end was all right. If you're going to try to create the world's largest dish, and I don't mean the raising out of the water part, but just like the part where it's just up, it right. looked fine. You know, I bought, oh, yeah. I bought well, into I love it. That they, I love well, the that part they, where it was up was real. Yeah. Is it real? That is, oh, was it real? That is the real size of yeah. Arecibo. <clears throat> oh, well, if that's I, the case, I love then. that they put, a, they put a building on the center thing that's a, that's a suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so that they could then have him jump out of it or slide out of it on a sliding uh, uh, ladder. I love that. I like the little things that they decided to change to make great uh, uh, action were awesome decisions. And and like the, I felt like at least all the miniature shots for that they they built a big enough model to get away with it. So yeah. like you know, I'm I'm arguing that it was actually really good work. Yeah, I mean, it, for what it is, it is, and it also again, I have so much game, I have so much fondness for the game that all the scenes that were that are iconic, like <laughs> when you first see yeah. the 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 you know the first time you see the dam or the time you see the, the the dish for the first time, and all those scaffoldings they sort of fight and shoot on, yeah. all of those things are really big parts of the video game, and it's hard <laughs> for me to be- separate them. Reminded me how long I spent in the snowy area with all of the bunkers sticking up out of the ground, how I kept dying and trying to find the right bunker to get into. And Yep. Oh, yeah. That was a huge pain in the ass, actually. Yeah. Then you finally get in there, and it's just... It's just guys standing at terminals with their hands straight up. Yeah. With their hands in the air. (laughs) Waved them like they... uh, Yeah, like they didn't care. Exactly. All right, we got to do do a little uh, IMDb scrutiny. Scrutiny. Here we go. This is... uh, I think this is fake, but this is one of the trivia items. Before Pierce Brosnan was cast as James Bond, Liam Neeson, Mel Gibson, Sam Neill, Hugh Grant, and Lambert Wilson were all rumored to be running for the role. I don't buy it. Doesn't sound right. Yeah. I imagine somebody said, hey, you know, uh, here are some other British actors we could probably find to play James Bond, and they just listed off British actors, and that's probably as close as it came to being well, except, some of those. And except, except Mel, Mel Gibson, Gibson yeah. is not even. Yeah, yeah. what the <laughs> hell is British. that even about? Like, that's a terror. No, there was no way Mel Gibson was ever being considered or running for the role of James Bond. No, come no. on, come on. Can you imagine that James would Bond be the worst James Bond ever. There's a there's a bunch of interesting trivia on the alternate versions page on IMDb. Wait, there are alternate versions of this. I know that. Right. So to to summarize, uh, for the theatrical release and the initial DVD, this film had a bunch of cuts. We we just saw uh, all of all of it, right? But for those versions, there were a lot of little cuts that made it a little less violent, 
uh, like lots of little things where James Bond punches Xenia in the face. Now they cut that for originally, uh, and it's just like a, a you know one second removed from the film mm. to get it down to PG thirteen in the U.S. to deal with a bunch of different European censors. And uh, so, like uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm realizing looking at that page is that the movie we saw isn't exactly the movie that people were were looking at in 1995 they sure. they were looking at a slightly less violent version i could see that also um according to similar trivia the movie was identical almost in its script to true lies and they didn't know it until production started um because that movie was being released at the end of 94 and i guess they had to make a bunch of real-time changes to the script during produ- production to kind of eliminate any comparisons really wish there was a, a un, you know a deleted scene where you have uh pierce brosnan and kind of half in light saying now please take off your your scarf slowly <laughs> i hate that scene i hate it i haven't seen true lies in a long time i shouldn't say i hate it i don't remember oh have we done that on the film no. thing? No, we, yeah, we have we do. i think we have have we did we well, no. maybe we did did we i think we did true lies we do true. Lies. You know what I think? I think that's a true lie. Uh, Fake <laughs> news. That's what the movie would be called now, right? I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna look it up because I can't remember. True. No, we don't. We haven't seen True Lies on film sack. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, really? you're right. We have not. I, true. Oh, yeah. gr- the the yeah. closest to true we've gotten is True Grit. That's the closest we got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Practically the same movie. Practically. Yeah. We watched movie. True Grit. Yeah, I don't remember that. We, we watched did. the old one. Yeah, we watched. Uh, yeah. No, not the, the John old Wayne? one. No, we, we saw watched, the new one. I think we saw the. Wait, what did we see? No, we didn't. I don't think we saw True Grit. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Film Sack, February yes, 20. We absolutely watched True Grit. 22nd. Oh, we're uh, yes. It was the 2015. Oh, 2015. We watched it. it Come was... on, guys. Yeah, we totally did. That yeah, was five years ago. When Come did on. we have right. time to watch that? Oh, oh yeah. okay. All right. Uh, it must I, have I, been the old one we watched, right? Not the new one. So. We didn't watch the I 2011 so. one. Yeah, it's the no, old one. Wait, no. wait, but come back to what? Come back to the trivia because this is very interesting. <laughs> so, so as, as someone who's just you know been going over his list of ranking the best James Bond films, and again, Goldeneye is not on that list. Mm. Um, it's really, really hard for me to choose a number one. But then I realized I, I you just have to ask that question if you could only watch one. Like that's it. You're only going to ever see one more, and then you're done. I would choose On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the uh, George Lazenby yeah, Lazenby. film. Yeah. Uh, Diana Rigg. Uh, oh my gosh. Tell Cersei it was me. She's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I would watch that. And and that film, and I think it, it, we're far, far beyond the point of spoiling a movie. If you haven't seen it, like maybe go see it like before right. or listening any further, but come on. Where would you um, rank this one then in this in this list? If you Goldeneye, would you rank Goldeneye? Goldeneye? Number ten for me, oh, okay. roughly. <gasps> yeah. Eighteen, seventeen, somewhere around there for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. even rate things once it gets that high? I mean, like yeah. I stop counting. I mean, I'm just 10. roughly. I'm just roughly Great. saying it's it's like it's down there. So yeah, more like probably okay. like top top twenty percent. So yeah, the, bottom, the top ten for me 10. would be made up of the first four or five and the most recent four or five. But wouldn't you agree? Like, that- I'm only gonna watch movies with. Uh, James Bond with gold in the in the title. Yeah, so, yeah, Golden, yeah, Gun. Yeah. Golden Gun. Golden Gun is Golden a great one. I mean, you got yeah. I watched that this morning. You've got uh, Christopher Lee. Yes, yeah. that this I watched morning. it this morning Jeez. actually on the Pluto TV. Okay, let me which has let me, a 007 24 hour watchathon. Yeah, they do the have that. So let me ask you this: uh, of the Pierce Brosnan, though, these this is the best one of those. I think 
What else oh, is good? Yes, the um, the subsequent well, Pierce Brosnan movies are terrible. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I don't know if I've seen. I mean, Tomorrow Never Dies or um, I Die Another Day recently enough to be able to. Die Another Day is arguably the worst James Bond. It's film. very bad. And for that, so I kind of almost like it no, because it's like almost like no. anti Bond. No, almost... yeah, but you don't want to go to an anti Bond James Bond movie. You want to go to a good James I... Bond movie, right? Yeah, but. How would I ever have my, you know, my my sugar sweet Nita's palate? How do you know you appreciate have... the, the right. Daniel Craig if you don't watch the? <laughs> Some sometimes the worst can end up in my top five simply because it's so the opposite of everything. Was else. that the oh, one? Was the one with uh, Christmas Jones? Uh, what's her face? Mary Hatcher. No, Denise. Um... Oh, Denise Richards. That's world Denise is not Richard. enough. World isn't enough. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was not good. Well, what will be enough oh, then? Which Christmas one? Jones. That's not even a sexy right. girl name. Which no, was it's, which it's only call so your, could make a joke call your at the tree end. a Christmas tree. I mean, hold they, on. They wanted to make a joke at the end about Christmas coming twice. That was all they all oh, they had. Wow. Yeah, that's oh. right. Yes. Oh, that's but, right. But so come back, come back with me well for just played. a moment. Yeah. On on Her Majesty's Secret Service is the best James Bond film, and the reason it is is because it does something that you never ever expect, which is it has James Bond actually fall in love. He's mm-hmm. not just a you know a sex machine who who pumps him and dumps him. You know he's like actually <laughs> falling in love, and he gets married yeah. at the end of the movie, and then I, I'll I'll stop there. Mm, and yeah. it's so awesome. I mean, people who. Even people who have a very casual passing knowledge of James Bond know that he doesn't stay married, so something has to happen, and it's okay. But arguments over. But here's the thing: there's a on the bathroom floor. Yeah. Here's the thing: there's a moment between him falling in love and his wife uh, not existing anymore. There's a moment that you could imagine <laughs> placing an entire other movie, mm. and that's why when you said True Lies, I was like, oh. Oh, James Bond has a wife, and wife is really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like you oh, could. She's so dead. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> kind of like when Michael Knight got married that one time, and it was a two-parter. You knew it wasn't going to end well. It, was... yeah. I, it is too bad that now we have five Daniel Craig movies, and in none of them did they explore him actually falling in love and yeah, then I thought they did that was the whole idea the, the first and second one Yeah the first movies. one was all about yeah. that right him and uh, Yeah because that's yeah. when he turned into Bond Tiffany and Kate found that's Tiffany. when he discovered that he couldn't get close to anyone right because well, he totally ended up cool. marrying her it's real life married chick right what's her, uh, what's her name Oh Vesper Vesper Lind is the woman that he falls in love with and that's not Rachel Vice Oh that's not Rachel Vice's character okay. No it's Ava Green uh, Oh right in, in, I uh, always get those two mixed up Penny Dreadful. Yeah, she's yeah. very good. She's good in everything. Dreadful, a new series on Amazon. But Vesper yeah. Lind is like, um, yeah, that was that was uh, he pined over her for a couple, um, a couple yep. movies yeah, afterwards. Movies. Yeah, they sort mm-hmm. of explored it more than they ever have in the past, mm-hmm. for sure. But by the yeah. by the way, going back to our very first uh, part of this discussion, how to tell if someone's a real James Bond geek is to get them to name their favorite Daniel Craig. Uh, James Bond movie mm. and uh, if someone like someone who really loves the character and has read the books and everything will always say Skyfall mm. oh wow I can see that yeah I can see that uh, I think it's mm, I don't know where I land on that now that you say it I've never Here's a saw- bit of uninteresting trivia what <laughs> the actress who played Moneypenny her name is Bond yeah Samantha, Samantha Bond. Bond yeah shut up and no, there is the give trivia her- 
Give her middle name. You're missing her middle name. What is it? Samantha Money Penny Bond. I don't know Sam- her middle name. Samantha Jane Bond. Oh, oh, it Jane is. Bond. Yes, it is Samantha, Samantha Jane, Jane Bond. You're right. Oh, it's great. SJ Bond. By the way, happy belated birthday to SJ. Yeah, just a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Jane and James. See, that's the whole thing people think they'll do if they ever do a girl in this role. They'll just yes. call her Jane. Right. right? Jane Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fan fiction out there about Jane Bond. It's fine. Shut up, people who are getting angry about it. It's fine. I wouldn't be. You don't angry have about to go it. see it if you don't want to see it, and it's not going to ruin your childhood. Well, Thanks a also, lot, George Lucas. It's also not even announced. Like it's not even a thing that right. people it's are all in a tough about it. Yeah, who cares? Right. I don't care. Do it. You or you know what? The the other idea, the Idris Elba idea is cool. Do that. Uh, mm. Like I don't know who's next or if they even. It's going to ruin the franchise. Are they no, going to? It's not. Are they even going to? I mean. Are we think we'll get a big break after this next one, which is, I guess, his last one, right? It's we got five year break one, but... after uh between this and the previous one, right? And the one we watched this week, Goldeneye. It's no, a pretty it's... good little hiatus. um license to kill was eighty nine uh ninety five, so six years between those two. Yeah. No, what about I did least... a uh, for a trivia question for um, another thing I actually did a I'm gonna post it into in our chat, but I did a tenure of all of the different Movies, the James Bonds, the Money Pennies, the M's and the Q's, because I was curious to see the when the, the M's and the Q's to see when um, I knew that this movie had the largest number of actors in those four roles changing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, let's see if that works. I put it in our chat in our uh, Discord. Okay. Um, obviously, Doctor No had four brand new actors in four brand new roles, but yeah. um, I was curious to see when the when the other you know if there were other um, times when a majority of those characters changed hmm, and right. uh, closest really is like naomi harris and ben witshaw as bundy penny and q and skyfall uh timothy dalton and caroline bliss taking over for lois maxwell who'd been who'd been money penny for 20 years mm-hmm. 25 right. years almost mm-hmm. hey you guys i want to talk to you real quick here in the middle of the show about a service i'm super stoked about smithsonian channel plus it's a new service that features original series and docu-series about crime and mystery, history, science, pop culture, all that kind of stuff. whole lot more, too. The Lost Tapes is one of the new series on it, which is a, if I say so myself, riveting nonfiction series where you can find stories like, oh, I don't know, the infamous manhunt for the son of Sam, uh, the capture of the 20, uh, 2002 DC sniper. Do you guys remember that? The kidnapping of Patty Hearst and so much more. I've watched all three of these. Uh, particular episodes and actually a lot more there's a there's a whole cool thing about uh, the day Pearl Harbor was attacked they take all these rare radio broadcasts classified government documents archival imagery on the ground news report stuff like all the shocking events of the 20th century feel immediate again when you hear them in this way it's really something I, I, I started it up and thought okay we'll see how this goes and I'm a fan of you know this sort of thing but Hook me in hard. Like, no narrator. It's just, let's let the archives talk for themselves. Both visual and audio, it's really something else. Anyway, Smithsonian Plus Channel programming is also fact-checked for accuracy by experts at the Smithsonian Institution. Um, I'm absolutely loving it, for real. I love, uh, in particular, the one about Patty Hearst. I don't know anything about that story or didn't going into this. Um, I just knew she was a famous rich person, uh, newspaper magnate's daughter, that she was kidnapped and then somehow later she was fighting for the people that kidnapped her there is so much more in there 
So many little details that I would have missed had I not seen this really great presentation. So I recommend it. If you like true crime, if you like good documentary coverage of things, if you like archival stuff, uh, you find any of that entertaining or useful or or informational, man, you're going to love it. So here's what I want you to do. Visit getscplus.com slash filmsack and get 50% off your first three months with Smithsonian Channel Plus. That's G-E-T-S-C-P-L-U-S dot com. Again, getscplus.com slash filmsack and get 50% off your first three months. Check out Smithsonian Channel Plus today. You guys, seriously, you will not be disappointed. I'm, I'm in love with this thing and you will be too. Yeah, so this is actually the beginning of a three, three and a half movie cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have the same people in all four of those roles. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that consistency. But mm-hmm. these uh, Pierce Brosnan movies, they never do anything with Money Penny. Money Penny may as well not be in these movies. She like in this one in Goldeneye, right. what 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 she's only here to make an appearance. This well, is a it's also the, it's is, also the uh, most they've done in a long time is have her in here at all. Sort of. I mean, there was one of the Timothy Dalton movies where she and Q, like basically, uh, Bond goes rogue and he he stops working for temporarily for the British oh, Secret yeah. Service, and Q and Money Penny come to his hotel room and kind of form a new base of operations and help him mm-hmm. from the sidelines that way. Yeah, that's true. Um, sure. That's true. A little bit more. There's than also usual. Uh, the fact here that the point of Money Penny in this movie is to make a a statement. Right, like I am whole, sexual harassment. I'm a whole other person. I was out with a man, you know, like yeah. all of that stuff. And then, like, she insists that he goes through the door first, uh, right? To to sort of like kick him in the rear and go back to whatever she was doing. And that that statement is so completely undercut by everything else in the yeah. movie, and know? by what she says later on. You might have to make good on your promises. I'm like, okay, yeah, oh, you just you just ruined it. Okay, I was almost yeah. there. Mm. I was almost there. Mm. I yelled, I can't breathe. Mm. What's her name? Mm. Oh, what's that? <laughs> what's her stupid name? I don't know. Hey, is no Man, time to die the next one? What's her actor's name? Do I have that no right? No time what's to die is the next one. Zena. Yeah. Okay. No time. It was going to be next month. Yeah, but it seems kind of weird to ask people to all gather together and it watch does. a movie literally uh, titled about you all dying. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, it's not just that. I mean, so many movies that have nothing, that have no references to anything, are just mm-hmm. being pushed. Well, yeah, and if you've spent two hundred million dollars making something, yeah, you that's the biggest absolutely thing. Absolutely, have to they're get not, that money back. Yeah, yeah, they're not being they're not being like, oh, we're being nice because we're trying to keep no. this con. No, no, no they're no, they're no. going. No, no, we're not releasing it now. Mm-hmm. No one. We're come. not going to make as much money if we don't do it this yeah, way. Yeah, we got to make the impact. You yeah. know what I say? You know mm-hmm. what I say? Fools. What do you say? Switch your movie up to straight to straight to video, man, mm-hmm. because everybody's going to be at home anyway. You mm-hmm. got a captive audience. I see what you're come saying. On. Yeah, look at you with your bright ideas. I like it. You this, you're a, you're a, you're a man about town. I'm a forward thinker. You are a forward thinker. I I was looking backwards and I didn't see you there, but I see you ahead of me. No, that's because I was up. Hey, Ray, Scott. I know you're I'm ahead. Here. You're, you know, you're forward. Hey, forward thinker Brian. What's <laughs> I up? This, I had this idea. Slug I had this idea about how they could how they could still release a movie like this one and and make the money and so on and 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 be part of the current zeitgeist. Mm. And that is all you got to do is update 
your Netflix software to allow you to uh, spend money on a, a view. So like add rentals to Netflix streaming. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. let's say, let's say mm -hmm. they release uh, No Time to Die at, on Netflix mm -hmm. in the next few weeks. And there's a button that pops up and says, you have to pay an additional $5 and then you're able to watch this uh, here in your Netflix account for the you know the next month, let's say. Well, I've been asking for uh, that forever. I doubt they'll do that, it now, but mm -hmm. now that, is the like, time to deliver. Like mm. five bucks, everyone would pay five bucks yeah. to see the new James Bond movie. And I mean, it would be it would be different and weird, but we'd do it. Yeah. I guarantee mm -hmm. you they would make their money back. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure they would. Um, you have a captive audience. <clears throat> there's a real actually. I mean, I. I, I I don't necessarily love profiteering on the backs of of uh, on uh, trouble, but disaster. There's opportunities. That's mutual profiting. Well, there's there's a there's a pos there's there are there are chances to do some cool things in the light of this, in the both of studying of how things work and stuff like that that could be useful. And part of it could be, hey, what if the internet finally became a true utility and not a privilege like what it like there's a lot of things i think that could come right. out of this we'll see if they do but and you may be listening now many years in the future and asking why are they so hung up on staying at home right now i don't think we've even mentioned that in the news right now you're worried week. about you're worried about what if whether people will know or what we're talking about or not in a hundred years right. is that what you're worried about <laughs> well i mean not a hundred years but like five years from now because people go back to our archives all the time no, people listen to shows we made almost 15 years ago i hear mm -hmm. it all the time i went back and watched listen to crawl we made that what 12 years ago almost now 10 so, uh, yeah is it 10. 10, yeah. 10. 10. Yeah. 10. Something yeah. like that. Something so, like 10. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a real possibility. We're talking about uh, the right. coronavirus or COVID 19. Well, and yeah. what you're, yeah, what you're talking about is the possibility that a decade from now, that it turned out this wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when you're in it no. right, right now, when we're right. in we the, 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 the global craze, uh, it's it's easy to just believe that ten years from now it'll it'll still be considered one of the biggest things that ever happened. Right. But like the James Bond movie was delayed. Like that. Right. <laughs> I think I think that's going to be remembered for a, a long time. Yeah, probably. Right. And I think there is something big, whether or not it ends up a high death toll or not. I think it's impacted us all. We're all going to be. We're all going to oh, remember sure. this. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's I a mean, big deal. We're not going to forget. It's a huge that. deal. It'll it'll take a while. It's like Katrina, but but worldwide kind of. Right. Insane. Yeah. Like uh, nine years ago, we were hearing about death counts coming out of Japan. Right. Mm -hmm. There was an earthquake, yeah. and uh, you know something like twenty thousand people ended up dying. And like yeah. so, nine years ago at this time, we kept turning on the news, and there was this number going up. Yeah. But it only affected a very small part of the world. Right. And that is a that is a big difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when we talk about uh, uh, movies, they're a global phenomenon and they have been for a very long time now. Yeah. And like when whenever you, uh, you know, you, you get into like these bigger franchises like James Bond. Oh, my gosh. That's that's not just globally, like culturally significant, but it has a, a, a depth of its own. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Decades worth. I promise of... you for a very long time, people are going to remember what whatever caused a James Bond movie to be delayed? It would be this like one should a, have been delayed for this one should have been delayed for more screenwriting to figure out uh, how they were going to explain some of this Russians always speaking English in their own little camps. Mm -hmm. Oh Again, yeah, 
Well, I mean, they do just we, didn't. Do we movies, do that as often now? I feel like today pe- the, they trust the audience more to be okay with occasional subtitles. I don't think they. Right. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that's a problem uh, as much as it used to be. Not a problem. Also, but, like, know. also, like, it's interesting watching this this year after Chernobyl, where we were just like, okay, there's a conceit here. They're all going to speak English in their normal accents. Off we go. Like, I kind of wish Goldeneye had done that. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like, you know what? That's a hundred percent a good thing to say because I think you're either gonna do it this do it this way. Either do what Chernobyl did, which is hey, we got this vast international um, group of actors from all these different places. We're just gonna go ahead and let them speak English, and we're not gonna make them own. do dumb accents. Yeah, right. Just talk like you right. talk, and then and then you you get over it quickly. It's like oh, okay, that's the conceit you made, so we're done. We move on. Now I'm just focused on your really compelling story. Or the other option, the other way to go is have nothing but Russian actors and do nothing but subtitles. Also works a little bit more work on the audience's part, but whatever. And you can't necessarily cast the people you want, but still, okay, sure, you went to those lengths. Go ahead. What I don't like is let's hire a bunch of people and let's have them all fake like they're Russian as best they can. And it comes off so lame in this. Like they're all bad right. at this. It, bad and you know, I'm okay. I've you know, I'm okay with them speaking english with accents you know even bad ones it was it was when they actually pointed it i maybe because we're so so experienced now with voice recognition that i'm like why would they have their voice recognition software recognize english mm. in a russian facility in that capacity <laughs> i'm like it, it took me out mm. and it, it made me focus on it look at it and go no this is not right mm-hmm yeah, it does make you. It makes you pay attention to things you're not supposed to make right. pay attention to, or at least I did. And what was the payoff? What was the payoff for the uh, the voice activated uh, Russian virtual assistant? I kept waiting for the payoff, other than just you know, hey, look at this cool new tech we're going to have in the future. No, maybe there was no payoff. They were golden eye. They I, didn't know. It's ninety five. They don't know. They I know? must be a Scott Johnson stalker because <laughs> twenty eight minutes ago, Scott put a comment on Facebook about raisins on a cheeseburger. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> we. I'm certain we were in the middle of doing this podcast. He's got a, he's got a tool that like posts every you know every couple hours. I have a thing usually on Twitter. It usually is scheduled. Uh, post yeah. in this particular one i had a notification come up and i just had to respond to raisins on a hamburger i just had to do it because what the frick who puts raisins on their hamburger it's like some old 70s thing like you know how they have stuff. you tried it i'm i who mean put sesame seeds on a burger that i understand no i didn't like milk and pepsi combined until i tried it Ooh. now i absolutely what? hate it now you uh, really hate it yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point but See, the like, point is i didn't know right and the, and the thing is okay I understand that sweet, you can put sweet and savory together, and sometimes that's an sure. awesome combo, sure. right? Makes sense. A pineapple pizza? Right. And I know, I know we get some arguments even within the four of us, the, the people who don't like pineapple pizza. Yeah, I don't pizza. like pineapple Although, pizza, but I respect people who like it. It's fine. I like pineapple pizza. You're, you're weird, mm-hmm. but it's fine. You can be no, weird. No, I'm not. No, be weird. I like it's pineapple fine. pizza. Go ahead and be weird. It's not a problem. Anyway, the point is... Uh, yeah, don't put raisins on your burger. That's all I'm saying. Don't do that. I, you put you put whatever wherever you want on your burger. No, beet you root, put raisins. Is good on. Uh, they do that in Australia. Put uh, pickled beets, like a slice of pickled beets, on your burger, mm-hmm. and it's really really. If good. you had told me, if you had told me 20 years ago, put an avocado on your burger, I would be like, get out of here. Yeah. That's insane. Mm. Oh, this is kind of delicious. I the like best it. burger that Red Robin makes is the bonsai. If you disagree, I will fight you. And it's a slice <laughs> of pineapple with teriyaki sauce on top. Oh, it is very, very, very good. weird about the bonsai burger? Mm. What's that? It, that? The top bun has this thick layer of mayonnaise. Like, yeah. you would yeah. not oh, expect God. it to work. 
you would really not expect it to work and it works perfect yeah i i'm gonna i'm with you there Ibit, and i didn't think you were right until i had it i will say this make sure it's a good red robin and not a poopy one because if they let that thing sit for too long it is oh, a sopping soggy. mess it's awful yeah no it's it's a burger that yeah i know you've got bottomless fries sitting right next to it you're not going to touch those because you've got to consume this burger without setting it back down on the plate if you set it back down on the plate it's all over yep Forget it. Forget about and it. And you keep that diaper on. You keep that burger diaper on until <laughs> the very the last minute. You keep the burger for yourself. I'm yep. glad you testified it with <laughs> yeah, you keep that diaper burger on. diaper. And the one on the burger. Uh, all right. So I, we haven't gotten to it. what I thought was gross yet. Yeah, you guys have any. Speaking oh, of gross, no, it's a good it transition. Is, it is uh, Famke Jansen uh, biting the hairy chest of the <laughs> fat guy that she has to have sex with. On the, on the You're yeah, so the, close. <laughs> okay, so I'll play this. <laughs> All right, that's our that's our our noise for gross things, uh, which is John Goodman throwing up in uh, that one movie. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, you're close. It's okay. there's a scene in that scene where she's gleefully doing what you're saying, but she all mm-hmm. and that would have been up there. Okay, it would have been up uh-huh. there. But she, she sticks her tongue up his nose. She bites and tongues his nostril oh, hole. Yes, oh. yes. And it is enough for me to want to. I almost freaking gagged. I was like, "Are you kidding me, Famke Jansen?" Because yeah. she's so chill in all her other roles, like on yeah. Star Trek, where she was, "I'm for you," and she's you know trying to be all nice to Picard, and then in X Men, she was always pretty level headed and and all of that um, until that third terrible one. But anyway. When you see scenes like this, Ugh. you can't help but imagine the production around it and like the actors, the actors preparing yeah. and then actually going for oh, it. Yeah. And I, I couldn't stop myself from thinking, does she, this actor, I, all I could think about is the actor she's on top of. Does yeah. she love? Does she actually like this guy? Are they having a good time, or does she freaking hate him? Yeah. <laughs> she's so she's so disgusted and hateful in this. I, I, mean, I don't way, know. I don't know. Either way, he won the lottery. Yeah, that's, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. From his perspective, things worked out all right. But uh, he looked happy when he fell out of the uh, yeah the closet. You know what felt. though? I don't care if you're the two most attractive human beings on the planet. If one of you puts your tongue up the other one's nostril, we're done. We're out. Right. I'm out. I don't care who you are. That is so gross to me. So anyway, that was number one. You number know, two is the floor, uh, the coffee floor tasting. And the last one, she licked him up his sweaty James Bond face right before she died. Yeah. Just oh, blah. Yeah. Oh, ah. that's the worst. Yeah, just crashed lick his your face. plane and oh, now you lick the soot off your face. Oh, I was kind of sad that they, they didn't have her go out the way that I, I would have, like the way that I felt like the character would have like she she dies by being yanked by a rope up against a tree and mm-hmm. and it really like it's like it breaks her back mm-hmm. is kind of like mm-hmm. what they yeah. what they're depicting mm-hmm. and it's too bad because they could have had they could have had a funny shaped tree make a, a, a cross that she goes into neck first mm-hmm. and that would have been so much more appropriate for the character to die via choking you know well, we almost and we it's kind of uh reminiscent of what we saw in dragon the sean connery and um yeah uh, I, thought it was supposed to be, I thought it was supposed to be appropriate because she always always uh, killing her body by constricting their rib cage, and she pretty much had her rib caged, like uh, really okay squished. I, is I, what they were implying. I don't say the. I know, didn't say the. What they the implied. I agree. Body. What they implied is that she got her own medicine. Is what they implied. Right, but they right, didn't. Right. They didn't actually depict that very well. That I mean, could right. have been a lot more. Absolutely. Stuff. 
I agree. If there would have been two like uh, Jaws of Life, like metal things, <laughs> right? Something like that that would have gotten her. Then I would have been all oh, right. You got some of your own medicine there. Instead, it was like, like oh, this I think you should have had Suzanne Summers come out and uh, and put the old chokehold on her, like tackle from behind, <laughs> use that five master. master. <laughs> Look out! Yeah. Would uh, what would break first? By the way, would Famke Jansen the rope or the tree break first in the real scenario of a helicopter pulling on? Pulling I, I on think the that. tree would break first because the tree was not. That no, where the limbs break. Well, she would break, she but she wouldn't. She, she wouldn't gone pull right, through. In reality, like, she would have gone right through that tree. Right, like, she, <laughs> she would have. Her body would have been folded into folded. a position that yes. allowed her to pass through right that tree. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. That's probably more like it. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a. It's a. It's an interesting way to go, and I like when villains go in gnarly ways. But this was right. I don't know. Well, it, this movie loves this kind of thing. By the way, the continuity of of characters' weirdness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a trope called wound that will not heal and they gave it to Hagrid in this in this film yeah. where he he long ago before the the events here he was shot by James Bond mm-hmm. and it does just keep talking about it like he's still mad about it like I love that that continuity <laughs> yeah that's pretty good he they uh the Hagrid bit I, I actually like him a lot like Robbie Coltrane's mm-hmm. great but I I feel like he's the chick in the bucket and I know that he was just there for a little middle story, a little, you know, yeah. connective yeah. tissue or whatever. But who else would we have this week? There's no other chicks in the bucket. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody. They didn't leave anybody out, as far as I know, pretty much. Did the, Wait, where did the um, where did the the German doing a fake Russian accent, Where did, how did he die? The kind of crazy colonel guy. Where did he go? I oh, the crazy colonel. That's, the, yeah. Uh, mini boss. Yeah. How did he die? Mini I don't boss. remember. How he died? I thought he got shot on the train. Didn't he shoot? Didn't Bond shoot him to uh, to rescue uh, Natalia before oh. uh, 006 flies off in the plane? Right. Or was it? I thought it was the henchman. Now no, because he's he was. Uh, they were both on the on the train, and then uh, right. Uh, right. And then he's holding Natalia, holding a gun to her head, and he says, "You can't, you can't save both of them, James. You've got either." Uh, uh, you gotta or, or save the girl, mm. and um, but mm. it's not like a usually with a a major character death like that, you get some sort of like oh now you're totally getting what's coming to you. It's just he kind of shoots. Natalia's free. The train closes up, and I don't think we ever see Omarov again. Do yeah, we? Yeah, I don't think we do. Maybe he is a chick yeah. in the bucket. I don't know, or maybe he died. He's mm-hmm. the he's the colonel in the train. Well, I, just that, I think that was the last time I saw him. I'm thinking, all right, well, that wasn't a very a very satisfying end. satisfying what? bond villain death yeah. i think i think he should have laid there on the floor dying and watched bond and said, hold up hold let's want to watch see where this goes just yeah. want to see yeah you just want to watch him out. die sure get up here and grab a bucket all right he's our chick in the bucket, get a bucket. <laughs> we're calling uh, him the you know chick not in the bucket. not to, uh, uh you know scott when you talk about things that gross you out mm. i realize this week i'm not a visual I'm, I'm not a very visual gross out person but it is easy to gross me out with with uh with kissing noises and leather seats. There was a scene where they're in the car early on and he's being evaluated by the, by the lady. And, and I, no, is that when it happens? Anyway, there's like kissing and leather seat noises. And that just grosses me. Yeah, I have. I don't know why uh, scooting around in the leather seats. Yeah. You'll, you'll like today's, you'll like our clips today. Cause I've got some clips that are awesome. In that regard, one, uh, there's some, one more reason of thousands that you should never watch The Bachelor. Yeah, no, <laughs> or other uh, squeaking noises and slurpy oh, kisses. I can't watch those. I can't wait to watch those burger commercials where somebody is 
go mm-hmm. chowing down a burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the Carl's Jr. Uh, Paris yeah. Hilton kind of commercials. Yeah. By the way, this yeah. is also the right time to say, don't watch Love is Blind just because it's yeah. bad. It's mm-hmm. so oh. bad. <laughs> well, actually, that might be my recommendal this week. And it's, uh, it's so it bad. Is, the music is bad. I think it's fascinating. Mm. Why? Because it's this bizarre social experiment about locking these people oh, up and, and forcing think- them to talk to each other. You think these aren't actors? Oh, Have no, you ever definitely... heard of True TV? Come on now. Come on. I know they're actors, but. Hold on. I what is this? Something... I haven't even heard of it. Oh, dating this reality this TV Netflix's, show. Uh, okay. Yeah, Netflix's foray into dating reality television. They lock these people up into separate rooms, and the men and women can only talk to each other through a. Uh, um, through adjoining rooms that have a, a thin wall between them so they can hear each other mm-hmm. but don't see each other. And um, uh, we're, we're about halfway through. It, you know, it, the music is absolutely garbage. The music is almost the worst thing about it. But I think the social experiment of it is actually really interesting. Uh, I hate those kind of shows, so I'm glad you're watching it so that I can I'm, live it through you. <laughs> I'm telling you, 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 uh, you get it without having seen it. It is so bad. And it's like... It's like bad on all the levels that you think it is. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, like, oh, like, so, no. so like, like just when you think about, when you think about these competitive reality shows that are combined with the uh, people allegedly falling in love, pretending to fall in love or whatever. Yeah. Like you have, you have all these thoughts that come to mind. They're all here. Like all of the random people are all just randomly 10 out of 10 attractive and so well, everything all like, you might think is bad about this thing is bad they pick some horrible people they're all like social media influencers and and um you know there's a there's a bunch of people that are just insufferable on this thing mm. but uh no i think I, i'm enjoying it i'm thinking it's a really it's a really interesting um experiment if you get past the whole cheesy dating part of it and the fact that you know that a lot of it's contrived because of reality show editing um, if you go and ex- accepting that and expecting that, then I think it's really fascinating. So this is way harder to build something up than to tear it down. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, I just like, I, I actually now want Scott to at least watch the first episode. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I can freaking bring myself to do it. Maybe. I don't know. I, here's the funny thing. This is the first time where we have a, we should have one of those deluxe away gibbet sort of team <laughs> things, uh-huh. but now it's just, it's just, Ibit versus it's versus yeah, it's just me. <laughs> it's just deluxe versus. Uh, I think Ibit. here's the thing. I'm able. I don't know. You know, if it's just my appreciation for this thing, I can I can watch a reality show, seeing enough of these, and knowing. I mean, there's there's some garbage out there that I'll never watch. Real Housewives stuff and and stuff that I know is so contrived and so manipulated. That's that garbage. Is, and Love oh, yeah. Is Blind isn't. Oh, it absolutely isn't. It absolutely. Oh isn't my because, god. Because Strip away all that stuff that you know they're doing to create drama, to create tension, to create um, uh, emotions that probably aren't really there. And the the baseline experiment of it is what I find fascinating. That's kind of what right. I liked about um, uh, Survivor mm. in that first season, right? You're putting these people on this island. Um, they've really got no other choice but to try and form groups to kind of take out other groups kind of spontaneously mm-hmm. um i love this stuff and yeah. uh i think it's because i can strip it's, out it's not it's you know, not that i'm getting fooled by what's fake and what's real i think i'm pretty right. pretty confident that, and, that's, that, I and know that is a good that. that is a good place to look at what's is it's okay i think in some entertainment to be 
to know somewhat that is fake, it's still entertainment. It can be. I yeah. mean, let's look at wrestling. I mean, it uh, it it is. You know, we there's a lot of physicality to it, and it is dangerous. Absolutely. It's dangerous to do the things they're doing and, and the moves they're doing. Know, but the I may outcome not be is fake. Wrestling, but I'll you know, I always uh, appreciate the people who really get some enjoyment out of it. You know, Jury and right. Zula and all these uh, people that we know in our. Uh, in our group it's like yeah you know what you enjoy it that's great it's it's enough for me and that's why i come like all right yeah i know it's enough for you guys but but i enjoy it and i'll never i'll never uh, defend a guilty pleasure as a pleasure that's that's you know if Not i enjoy bad. it i enjoy it and, yeah uh, right and you should but uh i oh, man I, I i what's what's sad is i've always wished i could enjoy that like when you talk about survivor every year and you get pretty stoked yeah. about it and it's all this yeah. stuff that's going on i always just think oh, man i wish i could I wish I could like well, this Well, I feel stuff. like Survivor is probably one of the best ones out there as far as being it's... being truest mm-hmm. to what's probably happening. Not There's some contrived, there's, you know, all right, well, we're going to add but... this to the shot of this person looking shocked, even though that was from two hours later. Right. <laughs> but, Survivor, but Survivor became self-aware pretty quickly. And so, like, that's why we always talk about that it, it started out great and now it's it's practically unwatchable because you 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 either have watched a ton of survivor as much as the actual competitors or it's just horrible but like there are definitely reality comp- competition shows that that get to you know get to be straight right like mm-hmm. uh, the amazing race right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. As, as you you can edit that thing and they do boy they edit it all to hell sure mm-hmm. so edited but at the same time like what you're actually seeing is stuff that actually happened, right? Mm-hmm. Even if yeah, even right. if people are being silly, like you're, they're still you're... having to complete a challenge where they've got to, you know, find a uh, yeah. the right uh, foreign translation right. of the word they're looking for in a you know big long so, museum. So or the yeah. yeah, so the the competition part is not scripted, but the but the interactions the, may the interactions be are manipulated. usually manipulated or or at least edited in such a way that people's reactions maybe aren't yeah absolutely right. yeah, they've got to create drama and, and if, i think if you're able to recognize that and say okay creative well editing. i'm discounting all of that mm-hmm. then then what's left this base <laughs> well, form of this experiment is what i really like right. love is blind it, the conceptually is like if you went around to all of the oldest real housewives of all these places took their adult <laughs> children who are now in their early <laughs> And and paid their adult ch- children to pretend to be human. That's what this is. <laughs> to pretend to be human is hey, uh, I, I you know I'm not going to defend the super well off <laughs> and the super rich, but I will say this: I understand their disconnection from everybody else's re- reality because they're isolated from it yeah. for the most part. So yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I will you know I I won't necessarily past judgment i may ignore them and go okay they they're they're not in touch i have to i have to hold i have to press down on the overwhelming urge to key their car if i ever saw it but but i'll do it i'll keep doing it i'll keep it but but you know i mean any one of us could have you know uh easily grown up into that right could have accidentally been born into that i mean right right. mm -hmm. it's I see them it's as all victims. They know, sadly, and that's, I see uh, them as victims. Yeah, I, I want to. I can. I can actually tie this back to Goldeneye, and that is, <laughs> that is, something you see on these reality shows a lot is people who they know they're being filmed. They have to say things, right? That's that's ultimately what you mm-hmm. what you're there to do is to say things, and ho- you hope that some of what you say ends up making it into the final cut because you want to be on TV. Yeah, 
And and every now and then, people on reality shows, they're freaking great. They have they come up with their own personal catchphrase and yeah. it becomes very memorable and this kind of thing. Goldeneye is in a, it's a James Bond movie that never has any great memorable dialogue. Like I'm I'm so sad. Like my Twitter post has the only thing that I actually consider to be really memorable dialogue. And like even like even the one-liners, Xenia shoots. Uh, you think she shoots a, a, a the a Natalia who's up in the in the the vent, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yeah, she comes yeah. back, and Oromov's like, uh, "What were you doing?" And she says, "I had to ventilate someone." What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. not that's right. not a great one liner. No, no like saying I, I was venting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There, like, there, there's it, some bad examples in there. What's funny is I got a ton of clips, but most of them are of nonsense, like uh, not intentionally good lines. It's like a weird noise he made while he was getting strangled by her legs or <laughs> right stuff right. like that. Well, that's, that's the, the whole that's, interaction between the two of them in the spa with no, no, no more foreplay. It's like, uh, yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah. I hated that. That stuff just doesn't hold up. And it, no, I know it's really supposed doesn't. to feel bondy. It doesn't to me anymore. Daniel Craig ruined all that. That stuff's too, mm-hmm. I take He's that too seriously now. Damn yeah. you with your good, decent. I appreciate him ch- changing it. The tone of it because yeah, I agree. I think we were done with that. It's, like, it's more American. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it is if if they're trying to uh, cater to the American sensibilities, I believe he's more, you know, cowboy well, also than just change with the times. Like, yeah. like if you watch the the last couple of James Bond movies, especially Skyfall, there's this real James James of Thrones thing happening, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. because that's what entertainment is now. Entertainment, yeah. is like that dark. Is is true? And if, and if you watch, if you haven't watched Picard yet. I mean, talk about a different tone from yeah. the next generation. Oh, I mean, totally. wow. Yeah, yeah it's and, very and, different. And Picard has to be, you have to watch Picard in the wake of Discovery, and Discovery is super dark. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Picard is a breath of fresh air compared to Discovery. Right. <laughs> Look at this if up, you watch, piece of crap. But if you watch the next generation and then the next generation movies and follow Nemesis with Picard, you're like, whoa, right. hey, guys, mm-hmm. it's getting kind of dark here. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I don't know. You're right. Changing times. We're also better at telling stories. We have better tech for telling those stories. It's just a different mm-hmm. world. And GoldenEye can exist in its 95 bubble. It's fine. It's fine. It is. And I, I actually appreciate a James Bond being a product of his time since we have so much James Bond that we have, you know, a chapter for every decade. You know, it's just, it's- Yeah. And it's funny that that it's the same kinds of punny jokes and uh, and things like that. But for whatever reason, I, I feel like you can watch those older Sean Connery ones or even some of the Roger Moore ones and say, yeah, that's a snapshot of what mm-hmm. they thought spy technology and spy spy right. life would be like. But man, you watch this one. It's like maybe it's just too recent, too close. And no, I, I think it's just the like, sign oh, of the times. It's, it's, it's a reflection of society and the entertainment we wanted because these things always cater mm-hmm. to, you know, current technologies and social trends. That's the reason why I'm not really, a, you know, all that Jane Bond. It's like, well, you know, that's just a reflection of what society's mm-hmm. going through right now. It wouldn't bother me. They should just do it. Who cares? Brian Ebbett, best Roger Moore. Go. Uh, um, the, the one in the South, the um, Live and Let Die. Oh, really? You like Live and Let Die? Also one of the best songs, too. Live and Let Die. Too many afros, though, in that one. (laughs) 
And I mean just like it is Afro Central. Everybody's got just the biggest Afro hair and bulgy pants. It's just Oh, wait a, a minute. No, it's it's definitely that was with 73. The I was talking about say, that uh, earlier. Yeah, about, no, no, that was that You're was, talking about the the 80s one? Uh talking about the 80s one. Yeah. Sure oh, yeah, man, with the golden, man with the golden gun. Oh, okay. yeah. Man with the golden gun. I keep, I, I keep forgetting one. that that's more and not Connery. That one's got like a tattoo been. from the. It's got Harry Villachez and Christopher Lee. Yeah. yeah. Man, I feel like you just named my two least favorite Roger Moore. Really? Films. What are you going to put? <laughs> uh, Octopussy or. Uh, I'm putting the spy uh, who loved Moon, me up Moonraker? there. Moonraker. Moonraker is definitely better than the ones you just I, named. Yeah. Spy, oh, spy who loved me. Moonraker is the one of the worst movies ever made. But spy, no. who, spy who loved no. me is my favorite. I like. Yes, yeah, so spy who loved me is is my favorite also. Uh, awesome. I would I would put Moonraker and uh, oh gosh, for your eyes only. Octopussy. Yes, for your eyes only. Someone's going to admit that octopussy is on their list. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it's gonna be. Remember, she was throwing like uh, saw blades at people. That was kind of cool, right? Yeah, that and and uh, I think he he's saved by a wad of money in his wallet from yep. somebody throwing a knife at him. Yep, yep. <laughs> octopus, because you know he's octopus. The bravest title of any of them. Oh yeah. Gotta, oh, gotta for give sure. It that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Titles. And, oh hell yeah. For sure. And an yeah. opportunity for them to say maybe we won't make a theme song called Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Octopussy, they should have done it. Right. There's eight of those pussies. <laughs> um, all right, let's do clips. I have a bunch. Oh, and he killed, hey. by the way, this is the most death count in any James Bond movie. He killed 40. Oh, there's so much, there's so much spray and pray in this film. It's ridiculous. How many? Hold on, I can't find the number. It was a total of, uh, I don't know where I put. It. Oh, here it is. Forty-seven people in this movie. He killed. That's the highest amount of James oh, wow. Bond. Uh, yeah, it's, people. it's because of the automatic weapons, right? I mean, it's probably. Just, there's so many scenes where he's just going. Yeah, lots of AK-47s. Yeah. I feel like that yeah. tank. You know, he couldn't. There's no way yes. he could like keep from killing people driving through buildings in that tank. Oh, guaranteed. They weren't even counting so, yeah. that. But you're right. There's no way that there yeah. weren't like many casualties from mm-hmm. Tank Day. Right. That was stupid. <laughs> and there was no knockouts to get past a henchman. It no. was always, you're dead, yeah. you're dead, yeah. and you're there dead. There was no like stealth moves or any of that. It was all, I mean, oh, it, right. it, he tried yeah, to be Yeah, dropping into somebody's toilet stall and having the, right. the wherewithal to say, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to knock. Mm-hmm. You right. wouldn't have enough time to say all that, would you? No. <laughs> Before also, he- <laughs> by the way, if you're hanging from your ankles upside down, yeah. you cannot throw a powerful punch. Yeah. Try right. it. Yeah. Try right. it. Seriously. Plus, plus he had been, I'm, I'm trying it right now. Plus, he had been <laughs> hanging for the last, I don't know, half an hour because he's coming down the side yeah. of that thing and everything. And yeah. so he would sound right. like this. And like all the blood would be in his head. Like, come on. Yep. Not Mr. Fancy Perfect Hair hanging there in the bathroom. <laughs> Although I was all I could hey, think who about. Do you, is, who, do you think, uh, who do you think plucks those three hairs out of that <laughs> fine quaff of hair that they, he always has? He's like, okay, perfect hair. Then I need three little sprigs. Coming down it's my, my least favorite hair of all the James Bonds, though. I don't like his hair. Yeah. It's too much hair. Again, we're going back to the... We're getting a little afro on Sean there. Sean Connery. Not a fan. No. no, Sean Connery had good hair. His hair was fine. Yeah, and my least favorite is Daniel Craig. I would like for him... I would like to know what he looks like with James Bond hair instead of Daniel Craig hair. Daniel Craig hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a big wig or a mullet or something. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to change it now, but you're not wrong to wonder. All right, uh, let's do clips. I have a ton here, and uh, so I'll go through them very quickly because they're all short and stupid. There's that. Here's that opening line you guys mentioned. Beg your pardon. Forgot to knock. Uh huh. Sure. Whatever, dude. That's when I knew I was in trouble. I saw that and went, yeah. oh, "If it's right, some of these lines yeah. are bad." Beg your pardon. Bam. Done. Yeah. You know he's. 
<laughs> really All he has enough time to say. Yeah. He just swats him with his swats him with his copy of the newspaper, Russian newspaper. Yep. Here's a line about him enjoying something. Enjoy it while it lasts. The very words I live by. Yes, mirror. The, what? Yeah. Those he, are the words you live by? Yeah. Oh. Enjoy it while it lasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what was the third thing? Like he says, oh, it looks like we have three things in common that we both like. And she says, oh, driving fast and baccarat. Is it just implied sex? Because he yes, says, it's absolutely. I'll rise to the occasion. Yeah, he'll yes. rise to the occasion and just the tip or whatever. He, I don't know what he said. He didn't say just yeah. the tip. Oh, this is like the biggest, the biggest, oh, well, that's what she said movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bond I've oh, seen yeah. in a while. Yeah, she yeah. kept having uh, death gasms. Kill people and then go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that was weird. All right, here's a uh, here's another dirty one. How do you take it? Straight up, with a twist. Okay, that's nice and you and you and we like that. It's pretty good. Here's her here's her name. James Bond. Xenia Sergeyevna on the top. On the top. On the top. I love how she had. When you introduce yourself, do you often give your middle name? <laughs> No, I do. never. <laughs> okay, quick. Never. One of you tell me what is my middle name. I know it. Um, I've heard it before. It's Randy. It's Randall. It's not Deluxe. James. <laughs> Randy Deluxe. Jordan. Right. James, Randy Deluxe is one word. Go James. On. James. Not James. That's my friend Andrew. Um. Oh shoot! I knew this one. Is it? Is this it is Randy? A, Randy? I wanted to be Randy. This is a great <laughs> moment. This is how you prove that people don't really give out their middle names yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like know. I have, I have known you guys for a very long time. Yeah. We're all really good friends, yeah. and like I just never say my middle name to no. you. Never. No, nope. I've heard it before. No, back Scott's, in the I know Scott's days. Is Blaine. Yeah, because we've talked about that on the show and yeah. stuff. It's my it's dad's not a name. name. It's a major appliance. Right. Meh. It's it's true. It is. Uh, it's the phrase. For, it's the line from uh, Pretty in Pink. And I remember right. Scott's middle name by by thinking of the train in the Dark Tower. Oh yeah, Blaine. The Blaine the train. Blaine the train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dunaway, I've never heard yours ever. Yeah, and you never will either. It's my password. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So it's password one two three four. Wow, that's yeah, a weird thing. It's, right. it's knockers. Oh, Brian knockers, knockers done away. Knockers yeah. done away. Oh, I want your passwords to be knockers. That's not. That's a fun idea. I like that. But rub seat yeah. tush. Yeah, right. exactly. Arse. All right. Put in arse. Arse is one yeah. of the possibilities. Here's yeah. another uh, leaning into the double entendre. Here's that. M authorizes you to observe Miss Onatop, but stipulates no contact without prior approval. Mm, I wonder what they mean. Contact, mm. yeah. contact. I want Brian Dunaway's middle name to be One and. One and Dunaway? One and Dunaway. Oh, that's a great idea. Make it happen. It's like 50 bucks down the courthouse. Get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it. Um, all right, here's this uh, French guy. Had nothing to do with anything, but I liked his accent. Ladies and gentlemen... Please take your seats on the upper deck for the demonstration of the aircraft. He also said upper deck, which made me laugh. The demonstration. Yeah. James Bond does an upper upper decker. Right. <laughs> That's why it's the most. Actually, this uh, at the time it was the second most profitable James Bond movie, just behind Moonraker. Uh, right. Uh, for uh, if you account for uh, still inflation. still think Moonraker is a great movie. I don't care. I mean, Moonraker is a really great good. film sack movie, but I don't right. know, man. That space mm. stuff was shit. Shit, man! Could that French 
countryside be any more French and could everything be more French? Oh yeah, they were into it. <laughs> and they were and they were counting cards. The only French words they used were the count the cards. I'm like, that all the I French guess, you guys know? Mm-hmm. I guess Numbers. if I if I had to choose between Moonraker and Goldeneye, I might go with Goldeneye. So it's it's in that range mm-hmm. in the rank. Yeah. If I was well, I stuck in a desert, <laughs> if I was stuck on a private <laughs> island like in The Man with the Golden Gun. I would have to take Moonraker before I would so take it. Hold on. Ibit completely agrees. It's just where in the <laughs> list is it? Exactly. I would saying. put Goldeneye and Moonraker pretty close to the same spot on my list, but I think the pair of them would be uh, higher Bottom on your 20%. list. percent would be on mine. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Nobody screws with Boris. Nobody screws with Boris Grishenko. Okay. Oh, you know what's faster to type for hackers? Mm. Both hands. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of playing with a pen with one hand. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That, who does that nervously with a pen and types with one hand? That was dumb. Uh, all right. Here's, uh, was it another sex thing? Was it good for you too? Okay. Thanks, Boris. Uh, say the name of the movie. You're going to test fire Goldeneye. Um, that's like one of 50. They, they said the name Goldeneye a thousand times in this movie. Yeah. So. And I still yeah. am not 100% sure I even know what it is. Yeah. I agree. So, is it the tablet thing? This the golden eye? Weird, or is that it weird the little gem? It's the weird little it, gem in the middle right. of the. Oh no! It was the satellite? Was golden eye right. right? Was it the rushing nesting satellite? Was it? Mm. What was it? <laughs> mm. The Russian nesting satellite. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's Judy Dench being great. If I want sarcasm, Mister Tanner, I'll talk to my children. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you can always make something a little bit sting a little bit more just by. Ending it with, thank you very much. Yeah, right. especially for right. her, man. She's great. Uh, all right, here's something I wrote into the dish. I don't remember. And it looks like the third went into the dish. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why mm. I like that. I just did. All right, did now you here, say like the turd went into the dish? Like the, the turd, turd went into the dish, yes. Oh, I'm sure it was the turd. The turd went into the dish. Yes. It was a miniature. The turd went into the dish. Yeah. Sure it's very obviously a miniature. So here's miniature. here. I found some audio. This is crazy how old this is. This is from 1996. I found this old audio of a uh, GameSpot manager it used to be software etc it was probably software etc then babbage's or game stop rather uh yeah it was either babbage's or software etc that part (laughs) we're not sure of but somebody stole a game off the shelf and this is what the manager said i want you to find goldeneye find who took it what they plan to do with it and stop it jeez that was a rough deal i mean everybody wanted it was late to pay the late fee yeah (laughs) pay the late fee for stealing it (laughs) <laughs> uh, did did everybody have the experience with some rental store on on something where uh, a late fee just became the reason you never went there again? Yes, yeah, it's, it's called the library. <laughs> I can't go back. <laughs> Are you really? You do really not go back because you got like huge late fees? Because I think I'm in that boat for the library. Right. I never go. There I'm afraid anymore. to go to. I'm afraid to check out the library though because I'm afraid they're going to hit me. Yeah, hit you me. never know. Yeah. You're going to walk out and they'll go, Mister Dunaway, come with us, please. Right. Shoot. Cuff him, Dano. All right, she wants him to come back alive. Come back alive. All right, that's great. Uh, and then, oh, hey, this dude's definitely not Russian. Uh, this council is aware, 72 hours ago, a secret weapon system codenamed Goldeneye was detonated over Severnaya. He's German as hell. That's mm-hmm. what that yeah. is. He looked Russian. I give him that. But he sounded not Good Russian. Uh, something about, I don't know what this is. You have a license to kill, not to break the traffic laws. Okay. Oh. Get it? Do you like the guy getting stuck in the um the phone booth yeah. with the airbag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was all right. That was pretty. Hilarious. That made me laugh. Why? The sandwich joke was funny too. Yeah. Yeah, but like, why why have jokes that Desmond Llewellyn is is delivering, and then also these ridiculous slapsticky scenes in the background? Yeah, I, I just like, what am I supposed to pay attention to? Movie, right? Yeah. I, when did uh, 
When did Austin Powers come out? Oh, that would have been 90. Was this almost 98? Was uh, it later? It must or was have it... been after this. It must, must have, have been. must have been, yeah. Oh, it was definitely after this, yeah. yeah. Um, right around this, though. Some 90 thing. Um, 90 it, it was 97. Okay. Oh, so. Uh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Right, right A couple that, of years. Yeah, right around that zone. This might have been the last Bond movie before. Um, it was Maximum Bond that finally set it over and said, no, we need to do. Mm. the same years tomorrow never dies has anybody Mm. seen those lately do they how do they stand up does anyone know the austin Powers stuff is it okay still i I think that we Mm. yeah i think it it think it suffered so much public viewing that it we immediately rejected it what do you mean like it was too popular you mean oh yeah like like cold play we all liked it so we had to all hate it (laughs) oh i see i think we're all gonna hate it for a little while Maybe that's possible. Wait, are we supposed to hate Coldplay now? Yes, my gosh! Since like <sighs> I like Coldplay, I can't keep up with all the things you tell me I should be hating. I forget to hate it. <laughs> I, like I was Cold... just listening to Coldplay yesterday. I like Coldplay. They're all right. I, right. Yeah. I mean, you. Hey, let me tell you something. You like what you want to like. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And like if you want to hate like. what you want to hate, that's fine. Yeah. Just don't tell me that you hate it and I should hate it. Well, let me tell you what you like that I hate, Dunaway. Um, you tell like me. I can't think of anything. We have a lot of common interests. <laughs> we have common interests. What that do doesn't I work. Like? I don't know what you. I don't know what you hate is the problem. I know what you like. You like a lot of things, but I don't I, like too many things. I don't think you and I have anything where we're like, oh, boy, aren't we diametrically opposed on that issue? We don't really have that, right? You and I, right? Except for or any of us, really. Um, right. All right. Here's a, a snort sound that that Q made, and it made me laugh. So I cut it out. He just. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Catch that. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then this line was funny. Don't touch that. It's my lunch. That's pretty good. That's a big ass sandwich, too. Yeah. I love the idea that it, I mean, it was a good joke. It was like, oh, he's got another yeah. weird gadget in here. It probably explodes. Yeah, what does or, this do? Yeah. yeah right. He's like, don't take that. And then when he yells, don't touch that, he says that all the time. But no, it's just his lunch. Amazing. Well, all I right. immediately knew when he pulled up in that wheelchair with that cast, that cast was not right. That cast was like about mm. 12 times too big for anybody's <laughs> leg. Yeah, that didn't look right at all. All right. Here's a... Uh, oh, go ahead. Did we ever get the payoff of the BMW having Stinger missiles? No. No, we did not, mm. and I kept waiting for it. Nope, they never went off. That's a that's a crying shame. Those... Which, bond, which bond was it where the, uh, where the car turned into the aqua? Car. That was is that? Spy, Spy Who, who loved, loved Me. Spy yeah. Loved me. It was a white or car with the underwater uh, it may uh, have, Manta. May have been the other, mm. for your eyes only, it may have been that. I don't remember. Manta. Manta car. Yeah, that was cool. That car became By the a way, thing. Uh, I remember very, very clearly how absolutely controversial it was that James Bond was given a BMW Z3. Yes. I'm not certain of this, but I remember people saying. It was the first non-British car that had ever been mm-hmm. hoisted on James Bond. And, of course, it's a German car, which makes it even more non-British. Insulting. Right. right. Yeah. I, didn't, so, I didn't know that uh, was a thing. I had no idea that was a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a like that. a controversy. And so, like, uh, apparently there's a – where they give it over to the American is supposed to be some kind of concession, you know, that it's mm-hmm. not actually that great a car. But, of course, after this movie, James Bond – appears in all kinds of non-british cars it it really you know the other thing about the pierce brosnan set of movies is that they were super heavy product placement Mm -hmm. it seemed like it was so Mm -hmm. many marketing tie-ins for this and that that um that i didn't think we'd seen as much of before maybe maybe you know what i think you're i think that's 100 percent correct like what other ones had video game tie-ins up to that point none of them Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. what other ones right. had any kind of cross promotion or you know right stuff. i mean i remember bmw like doing the bmw commercials and saying now featured in goldeneye right. or those oh ones. yeah and they do like the uh, i think there was like a bugatti in one of the, one of his one later of ones, ones and they made a yeah, big commercial thing about it, or a lexus or something <laughs> i like saying this bugatti. one this one, like the the most obvious product placement to my eye, was the Omega Watch mm -hmm. that felt like mm -hmm. a real Perrier. like beauty, real beauty oh, shot. Yeah, yeah, Perrier, mm -hmm. Perrier for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, not not it's not that bad. I mean, I thought it was funny that uh, his boss, uh, an old British woman, drinks bourbon. You know, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But she did. She should have said like. I drink only Jack Daniels bourbon. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Some yeah. brand, sure. She's uh, the trivia said that that was. Uh, uh, well, notice she wasn't juice. facing the camera when she said that, so they may have been trying to. Oh, maybe post if they could have secured the uh, the right. But it was right. apple juice and soft ice, or no gla uh, glass, uh, glass, yeah, because yeah. she didn't want ice. And then he was drinking water, is what they said. But I don't know, Pierce Brosnan. That was some dirty water. Yeah, dirty water. Wait, uh. I, I if IBM didn't pay for all of their logo oh, yeah. to be in this movie, I don't know. Oh what. my lord, the '90s ass computer yeah. business going on. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the black market Russian. Yeah, that guy store. selling that like awesome. you know floppy drives and stuff. It's like man, this was a that was a very specific time in computer time, and a, and yeah. all of the the like what they would show on screen. It was all that kind of low res. CRT 17 inch, but color, but maybe not more than 256 colors. <laughs> right. Yes. Maybe VGA. Monitors that were two feet deep. Yeah. yeah. And and if you survived that time, I mean, CRTs were constantly exploding every time there was any type of power surge. It would oh, just, yeah. It would just I had one blow, blow up, up on right me. in your face. Yeah, I had one blow up on me, except it blew out the back. It was a power yeah, surge. And that it happens. was a ViewSonic hmm. 17 inch. That I had had from. Did it look like when it went off? Did it look like Emperor Palpatine's Force Lightning? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It just actually first it started with a little bit of a weird sizzle sound and a smell, and then a, like Ooh. a pop, and then and I looked Ooh. in the back and there was like, a, and then poop in the floor yeah. where this guy had pooped. Yeah, where himself. I pooped. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I pooped. All right, here's Hagrid pooped. in the movie. Walther PPK, seven point six five millimeter. Only three men I know use such a gun. You are a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, now here's my least favorite thing in the movie and pretty much the grossest thing if it wasn't for those other three disgusting Famke Jansen moments. Uh, and that is, I think Pierce Brosnan is the worst at this. He makes gross mouth sounds all the time. Not just when he's making out, when he's talking, whatever. Here's an example. Precisely. Okay, I'm going to play it again. Precisely. Ah, oh, gosh dang it. Did that guy <laughs> add anything to that? What? What do you mean? It, Did, it sounds like you added something. No, I didn't really? add a thing. No. That's raw no. out of the movie. Dog licking Precisely. its chops after a mouthful of peanut butter. Yeah, and he does it all the time. He just when he opens his mouth, he's like, and then he'll say the words. That's right. Gross. So the question is this: Is it is it his fault? Because it, I think he's a low talker. <laughs> I think a he's a low talker. talker, and as a result, they have to get in really close and they have to amp up the volume. And of course, this is going to pick up any. Yeah, it's. It, I think you're not wrong. I think they amp it, but like that first part of this right here, just this. Precisely. Ah, I hate it. <laughs> Ugh, turns my stomach. All right, here's the definition of safe sex. That depends on your definition of safe sex. Oh, it's not the definition. It's just him saying that. Okay, great. All right, here's a great Brosnan making a really strange sound. Okay, enjoy. There you go. Is that when he got chopped in the neck? That's when he was getting That's choked. That's when he was getting squeezed. Yeah. 
And best part is he still makes the weird mouth noises right before. Listen carefully. Oh! <laughs> he still <laughs> still does it. Oh! <laughs> All right. Um, this is, let's see. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, that's just, to me, that's, that is gold, golden eye. As soon as I hear that sound, it is, it is burned directly into my brain matter, that sound. Mm-hmm. I played that game so much. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's some scream acting. Jeez Louise. That's what I do uh, when, when the person in front of me on the plane reclines their seat too far back. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, wait. Who was, was the, actually, who, who was the uh, the airline that came out and said that you're supposed to ask permission now? Um, oh, uh, Delta. Was it was Delta? It? Was All guy, I wanted to say to that guy. I'm yeah. like, really? You open guys have bi- spent decades. Mouth. They spent decades removing inch by inch how much space there are between people. Right. And now yeah. you're saying we have to ask for your shitty system? F off. Yeah. F yeah. right yeah. off. Just the CEO. I, don't, I, don't wanna, I, I really don't want to unpack that whole controversy again. Uh, I just want to say it's the airline's fault. Whatever, it, whatever you're talking is. about, it's of the airline's fault. Of course it is. One hundred percent, it is. It totally is. Yeah. Well, all I gotta say is that scream that she delivered was amazing. It was intense. You tried to scream like that. Yeah. that would... Oh, how? Uh, also, so, yeah. by the way, I find out I found out this actor is, was only 24 when she made this. Isabella. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks a lot older. She has a, just a mature look to herself, but mm-hmm. she yeah. was only 24 years old. Pierce Brosnan's in his 40s. Late forties, mid mid late. It's a little weird having a twenty four year old crawling Mid-late. all over you mm-hmm. and biting biting on you and hanging Mid-late. out like that. Isn't that a little bit weird? It's a little bit weird. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, had a, he has a twenty two year old son at this point. That means this girl's two years older than him. It's basically, his kids. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Um. By the way, we're we're probably going to see her again before too long because she was in Reign of Fire and Vertical Limit, yes. both of which feel like they're ripe for uh film sackage i have wanted to see rain of fire since i saw it in theaters and exorcist the beginning oh we should do that too yeah halloween's coming what do you mean no we got to do that it's good halloween's coming no yes (laughs) yes brian dunaway (laughs) wait dunaway did i find your kryptonite you can't do the possession movies is that it you don't like those i'm a big fan of the exorcist movies Uh, really didn't say i hated it Uh, all right I like those movies. They're fun to watch. If you right. like them, good on you. Uh, here's, uh, I wrote, this is so stupid. Oh, the things we do for frequent flyer mileage. Shut up. Shut up. Bad line. Dumb. I mm-hmm. uh, love this guy's accent. So, by what means shall we execute you, Commander Bond? Execute you. <laughs> execute you. What did you say again? He said, execute you, Mr. Bo-. He almost said Mr. Bomb. It's not even Bond. <laughs> Let me hear that part again. Hold on. By what means shall we execute you, Commander Bond? Oh, I guess he does put bond. a D in there. Commander Bond. Bond. I'll take death by tickling. Yep. Uh, bond says no chit-chat. No chit-chat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, you need to keep that one. That uh, one... <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I feel like this describes us and our, with, our, with all of our tech things that we all love. You're like boys with toys. Boys with toys. That's us. Oh, they said that several times. Yeah. yeah. Here's Pierce Brosnan saying up. Up! All right, and then I got uh, oh Ned Stark laughing. <laughs> he sounded like a, Muttley. Muttley, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> Muttley. <laughs> oh I haven't gosh. played any lines oh. about him either. We, Sean Bean, really got shafted in this episode today. He just—we haven't yeah. talked about him. He's just there. 
He's fine. He's never died in an episode of Film Sack before, but no, he's in Clear and Present Danger, which we didn't see. Uh, he was the Irish Literally. bomber guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's uh, he also dies in that. Dies in everything. That's his job. Here's this. Uh, I am not here. Okay. <laughs> Joe Don Baker being funny. Uh, he likes these trees. Banyan trees. Banyan trees. Uh, yeah, I love those. And then he says, says this. You can't light a cigar in Cuba without us seeing it. Yeah, that's true. CIA, man. Eyeballs everywhere. Watch out. Uh, missile to the plane wing. Has a terrible death sound. That's a great scream. Listen to that. Great scream. Terribly shot, though. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of that kid that gets hit in the head with a basketball, and every time he does, he goes, yeah, I like that. That's what it reminded me of. Anyway. uh, That sounded a lot like the Dean scream. Dean, what's that? Play it again. Okay, I'll do it again. What's What's the Dean scream? So, uh, presidential candidate. Oh, uh, Howard oh, Dean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have that somewhere. I of course ref- you do. Refuse to play. We're gonna take New Hampshire. We're gonna take Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, those were heady days when you could lose your yeah. entire run based on a scream. Totally. Um. All right. Here's. Oh, it's another one-liner. She always did enjoy a good squeeze. After she died. Mm. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, what's this? Prepare the dish. No. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I don't want to do it. Right. All right, here's a good uh, yell. Oh, she yells die. Die! All right, that's that. See, see what I said? Like, a lot of these things are just dumb. All right. Yeah, I, I thought about the whole time I was watching the film. Like, oh, man, Scott's going to have a terrible time because there's like, there's like about 20 minutes worth of just nothing but shooting guns. Yeah, and I grunts mean, with nobody and saying anything. Yeah, that's why I got all the grunts. Here's a weird Bond grunt as an example. Hello? That's him grunting. Hello? <laughs> uh, and then I got a question for any music lovers out there. Whose idea was this? Eric Sarah. And ending music. Eric Sarah. That's what, that's what I've been talking about since the beginning of this episode. Terrible. Eric Sarah. Eric Sarah, uh, this was a leftover from his previous movie, which was Leon the Professional. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, like it literally, it's in it's in the trivia. This was literally a leftover. Is he a French and, guy, by the way? This dude we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, he's a French guy. No, the reason I ask is because <laughs> well, it's because you got the he if he works with Luc Besson, chances are they're French collaborators yep. or something. So yep, anyway. and uh, you can really hear. Uh, the fifth element at this point, like mm-hmm. all through golden eye, you can hear what, what he's going to use. Like he uses uh, a couple of different Indian instruments, mm-hmm. uh, that, that he ends up really keying on in the fifth element. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the instruments, but they're, you, you, you'd recognize them if you heard them. And, uh, this is just, it's just bad. Like he just doesn't, he's not a great score, score, uh, uh, music creator at this point he's, score yeah, he's bad Say score score Com- composer he's yes. not a good composer, composer there you go that's the word you're looking for yeah it he, this did sound like leftover music from like the late 80s mm-hmm. less so than mid 90s it's that just part did. it's just bad i think it's just legitimately not a good score but i like his work in other movies so i don't know what happened here it's a very odd thing that that happened all yeah, right yeah yeah uh what's uh um there's some movies that that it's <laughs> like, like we're watching Tequila Sunrise with the... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, I didn't, mean to cut, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were saying something. I hit that button. I was going to say, actually, uh, Leon, the professional, yeah. is uh, which I, I wish we could just pick a name. Um, actually, pretty good score. I like. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like rag on the guy. Like he didn't used to be any good. Yeah, he's and he good. Got good. Yeah, the like, professional's great. I love that movie. show or that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, should this movie. No. Yeah, we should film sack <laughs> the professional. Even though mm-hmm. I think it's good and holds up, we should do it. He's got a really good score on. I'm uh, just looking at my collection. He's got a really good score on Messenger, the story of Joan of Arc. Mm. Uh, that that check that out. That's real good. Okay. Well, the guy deserves the credit where he can get it. Another Luc Besson joint, that movie, right? I think. Need to wreck that? Mm-hmm. I think he did. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, we've finished our clips. Now this. Uh, the film sack checklist just handed to me. Uh, almost had sex in front of 65 Marines. Check. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This Phoenix origin story is weird. Check. And finally... Shaken, not good. I mean, stirred. Check. <laughs> See, I just turned that James Bond line against him there is what I did. I wonder uh, if that'll end up in a Twitter post. There you go. Trek Connection. Uh, Famke Jansen was Xenia uh, uh, on a top in TNG. That is to say, The Next Generation. She played Kamala in the fifth season episode, The Perfect Mate. She turned down the role of Jadzia Dax to be in some 007 movie, which is probably this one. Mm-hmm. When he says some, Daryl wrote yeah, some yeah, 007 movie. Some, we don't know which one, though. This is the was, one. She this is the only one she's in. She would have been a good Dax. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Put some tattoos up her neck and you're set. You're all good. <laughs> I liked what's her name, too, but, you know, just saying. All right. Uh, soundtrack grade, I'd give it a T for terrible. And uh, I was okay with the Tina Turner song. It's not their best, but it's all, it's fine. It's yeah. Whatever. <sighs> they, weird intro, though. Right. The lady shooting a gun out of her mouth and. Yes, opening yeah. her mouth and the gun yeah. comes out of her yeah, mouth. Yeah, but that's not the first time they've done that, though, right? Well, they've always been weird. It's like one of the weirdest times they've done that. Yeah, they've yeah. always been weird, and, and, and I appreciate the weird, right? But that was just like, mm-hmm. okay, you're a two-headed lady with a gun in your mouth? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, thing all right. is, the thing is, the title song is such a great trope of James Bond, mm-hmm. and you look forward to it. And for the title song to not be that good... That's just, it's bad news, you know? It, yeah. it sets the tone. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, we're going to do now the Twitter post. 280 characters or less. You guys sum this thing up in your own words. Let's start with Randy. Goldeneye, for England! P.S. James Bond is Scottish. <laughs> yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, isn't he? But for England. No, I know, but uh, even Pierce Brosnan's not English. He's something else. Welsh is he? No, sure, but James uh, Bond Connery is Scottish. I don't know if uh, Brosnan might have been. There, there is a human being responsible for making James Bond the character say "for England" over and over, and they are right. wrong. Right. Right. Is it in the Ian Fleming books? Is he Scottish? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'll say it again. Okay. James Bond is Scottish. I thought maybe you were just saying, oh, it's because, uh, you know, Sean Connery was Scottish or something like that. I didn't realize. I, I actually, this is the first I've heard that the character of James Bond is Scottish. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yes, it's that. an important don't, part of the don't character. Don't you read the book, Scott? No, never read one of them. Yeah, me either. Not me once. either. And no. me and you talked about this the last time we did a Bond movie. Me and you yeah. were going to read some Bond books. Yep. And we never no, nope. we never got anyway, our. We I never could, got our I, not, now. Mm. I could not think of a more concise summary of this film 
then the film makes the character James Bond say the words for England. It's just so wrong. It's a little weird. But he does it sarcastically, so is that... Yeah, but it, no, here's what I think. I think they think and know that the rest, that most people are like me and had no idea he was a Scottish character. And so they're just, now they're leaning into it. He's English. Mm-hmm. That's right. how they're doing it. So, so is it like a question, like I said, for England? I don't know. <laughs> well, it works for the British Secret Service, so... Right. Yeah. Yeah, they could have said for for... For, for the United Britain. Kingdom. For the United Kingdom, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for the Commonwealth. I don't know what they there said. But oh, there so. it is. He from he was born in Ireland, but was raised in England. So there you Pierce go. Pierce Brosnan. Yes, Pierce Brosnan. Right. Yes. Not the character. Yeah, with a name like Brosnan. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be good. Connor Brosnan. Uh all right. Uh oh, where were we? Oh, Brian Dunaway, you're next. Oh, hi. Goldeneye. <laughs> like making your safe word Xenia. I can't breathe. Meanwhile, in Cuba, unnecessary crotch shot. <laughs> Could you maybe put that crotch at a different level? I mean, it's like yeah. right in my eye line there. Yeah, you don't want you don't want it right up in your face like that. Is that what you're well, saying? I mean, just you know, just saying. Uh huh. Right. No, I get you. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Goldeneye, I like a good sexist. Se- oh, let's start over. Goldeneye, I like a good sexist, misogynist dinosaur film, but this one left me neither shaken nor stirred. How do I rate mm. the Pierce Brosnan on a bottom? <laughs> on a bottom, <laughs> nice. <laughs> mer, mer. Excellent. That's very good. I can't believe how dumb my titles are now, but compared to that, Dina, I can't breathe. So let's see how they held up. Uh, alternate titles: Golden Thighs. That was almost the name. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that one's all right. Or the peeny, or the penis mightier. But I think what I meant was the pen is mightier, and I wrote it like <laughs> no, that. No, I'm going. I think you did. The penis mightier. Yeah, Freud has something mightier. to say. Uh, but the pen is mightier. All right. Hey, emails, real quick. We got one from Sir Phillips. <laughs> Very from Con- uh, he's Connor from Brighton, England. But that's awesome. Sir Phillips. Yes. Hello. To film sack morning sackers. When Inception came out, I instantly got spoiled on what the ending actually was. And as soon as I could, uh, could I saw it twice in cinema to check it. When Cobb is dreaming, he is always wearing the wedding ring. When he is in the real world, he isn't. The last scene at the airport, he isn't wearing his ring, which means he is in the real world, and it's very, very clever filming. Connor from Brighton, UK. Yep. And we we actually all liked the uh, the concept that the ring is his totem, or the absence mm-hmm. of the ring is his totem, or something like that. Like right. He, 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 I don't know. It's it's too tight a ring, and he can't actually take it off in the real world or something. Yeah, like I like that they kept that subtle. It's either super subtle and well done, or they just straight up forgot to wear the ring. A mistake. In the, yeah. Right. And and so either way they win. You know, like they're good job mm-hmm. guys. Happy mistake, or you meant to do it. Either one, but they weren't overt about it. So my first time I heard about that theory was after we recorded the show. Uh, so thank you, Connor from Brighton, UK, and all of those. Uh, we got this from lots of people, so thank you, everybody, who sent that in. Uh, here's one from Tandy255. This is actually on the film sack. Uh, Eye of the Beholder watch-along comment. Yes, the Tandy2000. <laughs> at, at, you got to go to your local radio shack to get it, but it's a pretty good That's computer. Right. That monitor was also two feet deep. That's right, and really wide. No, it wasn't wide at all. It was very narrow. Anyway, he says this. They did a switcheroo. Maxine Stewart played the patient under the bandages. Donna Douglas played the patient with the bandages off. Oh, Remember how we were confused? We were confused there, see? Right. The not, Twilight Zone. Not I now. feel like I'm in it. I'm not confused now. 
anyway, thank you for that. That is from again, uh, Tandy 20 or two five five in the uh, blog, by the way, you can do that. You leave comments on the blog when we do post for the show. And, uh, I check those. And if they're of interest, we'll put them on the show. Our next film is going to be, Oh, are we, re- we're putting hook in there? Are we? We're sliding yeah, we're hook, right right watch hook. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Hook. Not the, not the cool kind on the end of Candyman's hand. We're talking about, <laughs> Ooh, that's three Pizza times four times i can't i'm not i've lost count yeah but they didn't reset it's reset because we didn't oh, say reset, it right okay. yeah it's fine yeah and you um, might think uh because it's hook I mean, yeah. you might think of like the the broader story that it's uh we're gonna have to go to disney plus to watch it but no this uh this version of this movie was made by tristar so it's a sony movie and it's on netflix yeah it is on netflix um and it turns out Sony doesn't, or excuse me, Disney only owns the rights to the animated version of it. The the story and the any Fox other adaptations version. are yeah. mm-hmm, somebody mm-hmm. else's. So, oh yeah, any Fox versions? That's true. Um, I realized yesterday they own. No, I meant I meant the, the animated version where Robin Hood is a fox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not like 20th century fox. <laughs> my gosh, my worlds are colliding in my head. I just watched that movie last night. Yeah, he was, Robin Hood was played by an 18th century fox. Oh, in that perfect. One. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Nailed it. Anyway, uh, Hook is what we're doing. Robin Williams, Hook, hook it is. And uh, I swore we did it. We haven't. I don't know why I've seen it recently, but I, I'm not a fan of Hook at all. It's my least favorite uh, Spielberg movie. But I think it's perfect for film sack. But I swore we did it. So we'll do it. And all you people are yelling at me already because I don't like it. I guess tune back in next week and see how that goes. Yeah. That's next week right here on FilmSack. FilmSack.com is our website. You want to send uh, emails in, you can. FilmSack at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at FilmSack. Don't forget to leave us reviews on uh, iTunes or Google Play or wherever it is you get your podcasts, Spotify, whatever. It really helps us. Uh, That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I am invincible. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Perfect.